Welcome in to Toast of Film, everybody. I'm one of your hosts, Trey. And I'm Ebo. And what a welcome back it is. I have missed sitting in this seat with my co-host Ebo and legendary guest Jerfy Choo Choo. Jerfy Choo Choo in the house. That's right. Great to be back. Man, it feels so good to be back. And we couldn't have picked a better episode to jump back into. We have the best and worst of the year and none of us know what each other's picks are. That is true. So I am very excited. But without further ado, Eddie, why don't, you, why don't you lead us off and tell the listeners what we got planned for them today. Well, guys, we have a great episode. So great that I'm actually going to be responsible and put in the time codes <laughs> so you know where everything is. But how the format's going to go today is we are going to do our best shows of the year. You know, we prefer movies, but yeah. we like to give shows some love. I mean, what are shows but a long movie? Yeah. Then, get those pitchforks ready, because it's going to be worst of the year. Who's getting some shade? We're doing dishonorable mentions, some worst ofs. And then, the holy grail. The honorable mentions and the best of the year. Yes. What do we consider the best of the year? You know, as of today's recording... I've seen 395 films this year, 287 were new films, and 109 trips to the wow. theater. That, your boy that is impressive. Your that, boy has no life. No, no. You know what that is? That's dedication to the podcast. Dedication. And we'll, we're going to chalk it up to that, and I appreciate it, because let me tell you, before I even get into my list, I am disappointing myself this year, because I have left off some major hitters that will not be on my list simply because I have yet to see it, which is two right off the bat, Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning, mm. which easily could have, I know, Shame. easily could have been on my list, and um, Scorsese's film, Killer yeah, of the Killers, Flower Moon. Killer of the Flower Moon. And I think that could have easily been honorable mention, you know, for me, because of his style and yeah. a lot of his movies I like. But yeah, so right off the bat, I've missed some big hitters, so please forgive me. I've not been at my best this year, um, but without further ado, how do, how do we want to proceed on this, Eddie? All right, Jeff, start us on the shows, my dude. All right, I will start us off. It took me a, a little while to come up with shows, because I don't think, none of the shows this year really stood out to me, but I'll start off with my honorable mention shows. Okay. I've got three honorable mentions in the top five. Okay. My three honorable mentions were... Two of them I haven't actually seen yet, but I know they would be in my top favorite shows of the year. That would be Blue-Eyed Samurai and Reacher Season 2. They've got nothing but good reviews, and who doesn't love watching to see Thad Thad Hatcher just (laughs) mow people down with his big-ass self? Okay, Um, so more of a shout-out instead of an honorable mention for those. And then, so the real honorable mention would be it came out a couple like six years ago, I think, and Trey told me to watch it like way back then, maybe four years ago, and that is Violet Evergarden. Yes, it's an it's an adaption of a light novel, so it's an anime anime show, and if you just want to have a, a cry, you just watch this show. It's uh, I think thirteen episodes. Yep, and none <clears> of they're all like they're all typical uh, uh, anime lengths of the thirty. 23 minutes a piece. Yep. And if you just, if you watch this, 
you're going to shed tears. Yeah. Your tear ducts will be dry at the end of this movie. And it's guaranteed. It's nice to have an anime show where ninety five percent of them are action based, mm-hmm. and sometimes you want a good drama based with a good heartfelt story. And mm-hmm. yes, I'm so glad you watched it. Violet Evergarden's a great one. It really is. So now going into the top five. Top five. We've got at number five, Poker Face. Great show. I I loved that show. It, I was kind of on the fence of watching it, but just keep watching the trailer. And once you watch just like one episode, you kind of get hooked like right away to me. That's, Dude, that's how I felt. Natasha from uh, But I'm a Cheerleader in American Pie, she is so good in this role. And I mean... It's your average show, sort of like Monk or Psych, you know, yeah. your uh, <clears throat> victim of the week type deal. Yeah. But just the way she does it. Uh-huh. So but good there's still like each episode, maybe like every other episode, does tie into the overarching plot of of the main show. And big name per episode. Yeah. Like each episode had like a guest starring for just that episode. Like you had, uh, what's his name? Uh, BJ, I forget his name. He, the, 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 there was a the, the black dude cowboy, he was in one of them with the, with the barbecue dude. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And then uh, Hong Chow was in one. She, yeah. Y'all might know her from the menu and the well. Okay. Yeah. So I mean, I mean there's a, a bunch of faces you'll recognize that yeah. are in the show. Like there's a couple I recognize, but I don't know the names of Don them. Cheadle. Yep. Don oh, Cheadle's in yeah. there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. So number four. Is Cyberpunk Edge Runners? Yes, oh, what is this? dude. That yes. is an anime that was based off the Cyberpunk like, game. Video game. Yeah, yeah. Oh. yeah. And excellent. It was excellent. Uh, done by Studio Trigger, who are known for their kind of visuals, and it was great. Yeah, and also I, sad. It, it was sad. Also I kind very of, sad. I kind of forgot a little bit of the plot because I watched it in like the beginning of the year because that's when it came out. Mm. But it was it was a great show. It was action-packed. A little bit of a romance kind of story as well mm-hmm. in there. But it, it, it was great. Right on. So number three would be The Last of Us. Mm. So I love this. I love the games. And I thought the show was great. But I think they could have... They think, I don't think they nailed some of the episodes. Like, I loved episode three. That was a great, beautiful episode. No problems with it in terms of, like, the, the independent story. But... I don't think really it tied into. Uh, excuse me, one second. I don't think it really tied into the overarching plot. We didn't get any. We didn't really get to connect with Ellie and Joel. We didn't get to see them connect because at the end of the movie, at the end of the show, you don't really feel the connection between the father daughter connection you, you as you do in the game. And I felt that in the game, that portion of that segment. They really become bonding together because of the they 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 crack jokes at each other at and at uh at what's his name Bill they crack jokes at him at his expense so it was still a great show I still enjoyed it I think there are some things that that could have done different that make it overall better mm-hmm. so number two is another anime show called Pluto that was that's on Netflix Wanna and that it. is about <laughs> a it's a dog no <laughs> a it's, planet no okay it's a, it's essentially it was if you were in like the 90s or early aughts to kids there was a, an anime that came on Toonami called Astro Boy yeah and this is the, thing, the, the same story but told better hmm. and so it's essentially you have like these godlike AI robots who look very human like more human than the other robots 
and there's something killing all these great heroic robots and it's about the other heroic robots finding out who's trying to kill them it's a, it's a very in-depth story and the and the action at the end is very detailed and it's very colorful oh man okay. i want to see that one it's it's really i was kind of on the fence cuz <clears throat> But then once you watch the, the first episode, the mystery of, like, who's doing all these, like, robot murders yeah. really gets you, and it, you, you get hooked. Well, I tell you, what what originally made me skeptical, and I'm not anymore, so I can't wait to watch it, is Netflix producing an anime. But they did Cyberpunk, and that changed my whole perspective, because Cyberpunk was a fantastic one-shot anime. So, yeah. I will circle up a Pluto uh, before too long. So number one is an anime that's number one is an anime that's currently airing on Crunchyroll, and it's called Freerun Beyond Journey's End. It is essentially your typical kind of D and D. Uh, heroes party mm-hmm. when you have like a mage a warrior dwarf you have like a priest who heals people and you have like a, a quote unquote typical hero person and it starts off with them like saving the world and they in the party it's disbanded but because you have an elf who is who they don't typically generally age very very well or at all at all she's outliving her entire like party compatriots and so it's all about her going back through on a new journey to discover the human connection that she didn't really experience when she was on the original journey. So it's all about her making new friends, learning more about the relationship she could have had with the hero. Mm-hmm. It's a great little... It starts off as like a slice of life type of anime, but there are also a lot of... When they do the action, it's done very, very well. And yeah. it's consistently being regarded as one of the best shows this of, the, of this year. I, I will say Jeff showed me a clip, a trailer and a clip. You do the score is fantastic mm-hmm. and you do get those chills from seeing some of the build up and I cannot wait to dive into it. Right on. Looks very good. Great list, man. Good list. Solid list. A lot of anime. You want to you want to start out the next one or I think I can jump in. Okay. So how many do you have on your uh... five honorable mention okay. five shows? I've got I've got a five top. So okay, I'm happy. so honorable mentions the all six seasons of My Hero Academia. <laughs> I binged all Solid. of My Hero from start to finish this year. I'd never seen it. Fell in love with it. Yep. great series. Happy that the next one's coming out soon. And you know it was just. It's been out for a while, but I hopped on the train. So good. Miss Davis. Okay. Got my girl, Betty Gifflin, from uh, The Hunt. Yes. You know, from Glow. She's just so funny. And in this, she's, like, playing this nun who has, like, a romantic relationship with God. But it works. It actually works how they do it. And it's just a fun show, a nun versus AI. Yeah, yeah. Real fun. Uh, Full Swing, that was a golf show where it like followed these golfers around. Uh-huh. And it was just a real pleasant show. You yeah. Know, following these golfers around, you get to see, like, each episode's kind of voted to one person, although you get to see other stuff. You get to see Rory. Yeah. You get to see Jason Day. get to get see Tony Fano. Like, you know, just real fun show. Yeah. Willow. 
you know, Warwick Davis. I'm a big Willow guy, and so I was happy to see this show kind of continue, and it had the same charm as the original Willow. Okay. And last I'll mention is it's on Hulu. It's an Australian cartoon called Koala Man. Huh. It's this, like, middle-aged dad who has no powers, but he's like, I'm going to go clean up the streets, and the Australian people are just, like, jerks. (laughs) And there's this one who's like... It's on every time he wants to fight him. He's like, no, Big Greg, it's not on right now. I'm trying to do something. <laughs> is is the main protagonist bald in that one? Yeah, and he ha- he puts on this like yes, koala mask. Yes, okay. But top five time. Bro, I'm very excited. Number five, the One Piece live action series. Solid. I was debating whether I had to add that to my list. Solid. I've never jumped into the anime, but I feel that this gave me as best a glimpse as I'll ever get without watching the anime. They, they casting was purpose. When I, when I, during COVID, mm. I was like, I've heard so much about the show, let me just binge watch it during COVID when I couldn't go out anywhere. Mm. And they, they did it justice. Yeah, I think they did too. Dude, casting Luffy, was perfect. so yeah. good. And it felt like an anime. Yeah. So often with these, they don't feel like an anime, but right. this was like cartoony enough. Yeah. I agree. And it doesn't it hurt. It doesn't help it doesn't hurt because the show itself is very cartoony. Like, like my hero yeah. is very kind of serious. Yeah. But One Piece in nature is very cartoony. Yeah, very goofy. Yeah, I agree. I agree. So number four was an incredible show with Elizabeth Olsen's and Jesse Plemons called Love and Death. Oh, yeah. Mm. This is based on the real-life Candy Montgomery murder. Yes. Where she murdered the um, wife of this guy she had an affair with. Okay top-notch acting like this is almost a seminar on how you do good acting but also just such a well-written uh, show and i suggest anyone who hasn't checked it out check it out there's also like a jessica bill version called candy yeah i watched that too just to make sure not nearly as good okay and as we know with hbo stuff the theme song is Killer, dude. They they can produce some good. It's things, like a man. slowed down version of uh, God. I'm blanking on the song, but it's like one of those like romancey songs from like the 50s, 60s. Yeah, and they slow it down. Oh man, so good. Number two, or no, sorry, number three, the fall of the house of usher. Yes, buddy. Such a ride this show is. God, so where good. you meet this family. And then episode by episode, you're losing them. Yeah. And just, they did something with death that I applaud them for. Yeah. Just incredible. Me too, man. Top notch. Number two, Poker Face. Every week, I was hooked. I was like, I can't do anything else. Yeah. Until I go home and watch Poker Face. Now, yeah. That was on my list. Yeah. Yep. Great minds think alike. But let me get to my number one. And I think I'm gonna love you for a long, long time. Guys, The Last of Us was such a great show. That's I always have clowned on the game, Uh because I'm like, it's not a game. But I always said, the story is there. Yeah. And for me, this show delivered and exceeded what I wanted. Joel and Ellie were so great. Episode 3 showed that they were willing to take such a maturity with this show where they're like, look, 
we're going to give you some other character <clears throat> stories. Right. And also episode seven, I believe, where it's Ellie and her friend in the mall. Yes. That episode, also so great. Gut-wrenching. Just such a good show where you take this like kind of silly thing, you know, it's a video game, yeah. zombies, all that, and they treated it like, you know, they do with anything else. Like they would do with Game of Thrones or Breaking Bad. Like they just treat it with a lot of respect. Right, right. So, number one has to be The Last of Us for me. Man, and happy to hear it, too. I, you know, I'm such a video game person, and Last of Us has always been one of uh, my favorite video games of all time. And as video gamers know, a lot of the times they don't do the games justice. So, when we got this show and we knew who was behind it, the writer and director of Chernobyl... We knew we were getting a good, dark, mature approach to this. And he delivered. And let me tell you, he is now on my watch list to to follow as a director. But, man, good list. Thank you. Great list. So, I did not do an honorable mention, but I there is one okay. that I wanted to shout out because um, this one, it paid me not to put it on my top five. Mm-hmm. And that is True Detective Season 3. Oh, yeah. True Detective Season 3, Mahershala Ali. Hell, yeah. The man is a stud. He's yep. a great actor. And he brought... And, and we also got Frost from Blade in this. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, he was in it as well. And old Steven... Um, Dorf. Dorf, yeah. And he, they had a great detective bond relationship... Similar to Matthew McConaughey and Woody Harrelson, mm-hmm. just not as good. Yeah, but yeah, nothing in top the first season. Detect, uh, True right. Detective, but this one was solid. Had I binged it in two days because I couldn't put it down, so this one was right up there uh, for it. Oh, right on. But so that's my one honorable mention for my top five best shows. At number five, Murder at the End of the World. I, that was I, on my list. I was like, should I watch this? I have a coworker yeah. who's been telling me to check it out. It is really good. They do a twist at the end that made it ten times more fun. And it was it was thrilling. It was dark. It was a murder mystery because people keep dying off. Mm-hmm. And you have some of the greatest minds. It kind of felt like a Knives Out, but on a show, right but on. more sinister. So I liked every bit of it. So Murder at the End of the World, number five. Um, and also had uh, the actor from um, Iron Claw. There, there's a lot of uh, one of the brothers. show, right? Yeah, there is Clive Owen, um, uh, Britt. Britt Williams, I want to say. A lot, a lot of good people. Right on. Um, at number four, The Last of Us. Oh. This four. Number four. The Last of Us was fantastic. I mean, we've all touched on I it. I feel like you love the show more than I do, and I put mine at three, so I'm curious yeah. to see who your top three are. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and you, you'll see a pattern with mine. But as we've said before, The Last of Us, fantastic. I, I'm right there with Eddie, but I also agree with Jeff that there were some things that, you know, I could have seen them go in a little different direction. And it took me a while to get on board with the Ellie. Interesting That's that, that same the, for me, the outsider Ellie. holds it in higher regards. Yeah. That should tell you something about yeah. they knew, 
because to me, when you're making something, you of course want to try and please the fans, mm-hmm. but you also have to bring in right your general audience. Absolutely, and, and, th- so, and that's why they did that episode three. Hell yeah, being not entirely directly one to one with the, the game. game segment. Yeah. But which makes sense. You have to. You can't just make it be a one to one for everything because right. then it's that it's kind of boring. You, you'll find you'll fall into Disney territory. Artistic just, expression. Yeah. yeah. Um, and you still had Neil Drummond that co-wrote it, yeah. which co-wrote the game. So you're still getting another ver- vision of his Last of Us. So it worked. Um, but no doubt. That is in my top five shows. I mean, I mean it I made it top five for all of us. Yeah, I mean, so that should say something. At number three, Midnight Mass. Oh, yeah, I forgot you watched that this year. This movie came out, or this show came out a couple years ago. Yeah. And two, three years ago. I had never seen it. Everyone had been telling me about it. Eddie had been telling me about it. Mm-hmm. Chase, a bunch of our other friends. And they were like, you got to get on this tray. I don't know how you haven't seen it. I finally watched it. Oh, my gosh. I am so glad I did. That show was everything I needed. And I, I feel okay to give a spoiler now, but they did the vampire the way it should have been done. Yeah. That vampire was fantastic. It, it felt like old Salem's Lot type. I was going to say, you give Trey a bald vampire that's yeah. kind of creature-like? <laughs> yeah. Like oh Salem's Lot, Trey yes. is all about it. I am so happy. Because uh, uh, Blood Red Sky. Uh, Blood Red Sky, Blood Vessel. Yeah, you give Trey um, a bald vampire, Yeah, gung-ho. Oh my gosh, I love it. Nosferatu style. Yeah. Oh man. At number two, Fall of the House of Usher. Okay, folks, I gotta say real quick, I have genuinely no idea what Trey's number one is, because I would have bet anything it was yeah. Fall of the House of Usher. I, I'm right there with Eddie. I didn't think it could be dethroned. But Follow the House of Usher, to me, is Michael Flanagan's masterpiece. Yes. I think it's better than Hill House, mm-hmm. better than Bly Manor, Midnight Mass. Hush. Hush. And all of those I hold in very high mm-hmm. regard. Maybe aside from Bly Manor. But it, it was a masterpiece. I loved the the way they told the story. I yep. loved Lady Death. I love so the homage to Edgar Allan Poe. It was perfect. I can't think of one show that might that might be in it that might be number one for me. Yeah. Well, maybe just because it's so popular. Okay, you might be right. This one, this one was uh, straight to Netflix. Oh, um, and th- my number one is. <laughs> Bloodhounds. What is that? Bloodhounds. Is that anime? No. It's oh. a live action. It is a live action. That show was beautiful. It, it was, it's it's a Korean film. Mm-hmm. Um, and the story is about a boxer who is the most mature, respectful human being on the planet. Okay. And he befriends another tough boxer. They are hard hitting. Mm-hmm. And the show's about corrupt loan officers that's almost like a gang empire what that are heck? selling these people 
um, high interest loans that they know they can't pay back. So then they start stealing all their property and taking all their property, but they do it to the boxer's mother. Oh. And this guy is one of the most hard-hitting guys I have ever seen. It was fantastic. So Bloodhounds dethroned the fall of the House of Usher. Dang. The best action I have ever seen. I mean, right on. the man... I, 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 I'm going to stop myself because I can go on forever, but that is my number one. I would have said guest, just because it's so popular, would have been Succession. That's Ooh. been on my watch list for a long That's time. That's been on my watch list as well. Uh, and Billionaires. Uh, yeah. You know, Billions. That's on uh, hmm. Stars. But, all right, Eddie, what's next, my man? Well, next, you know, we we love praising people. Yeah. But we also like sticking it to people who deserve it. Yeah. So, I'm going to go ahead and do some dishonorable mentions. Perfect. And my worst of the year. So, guys. So, my dishonorable mention. Number 10, Bama Rush. So, this is a documentary about rushing at Alabama. I'm not a Greek person, so I will say that. But I was interested. I was like, okay. Yeah. But it's just this girl, this uh, the, the woman who's the documentary filmmaker, she was like sneaking around campus and all the subjects are self-centered TikTok girls. Yeah. Like, you have no reason to care. Like, none of them worked hard in life. That's, They're just all these, like... That's rushing. I know, but... <laughs> but... I, I you would know, right? Yeah. yeah. I yeah. didn't know that. I was interested. <laughs> but it, like... And it mentions, like, the machine, this, like, underbelly mm. of the Greek system at Alabama. And that, I was like, this I'm interested in. Mm-hmm. But... Of course, that's mentioned for like five seconds. Yeah. So, just not for me. So, so an underdeveloped documentary where you yes. wanted more, but it, they gave you surface level. They gave you filler. Like okay. the whole thing feels like filler. Okay. Uh, number nine, how to blow up a pipeline. Uh, decent little drama, but the problem is, you know, you got a good build to them doing this big blowing up the pipeline. Okay. But the characters never once give you a reason to like them. Like, okay. they're just crappy people doing crappy things. You're like, just give me one ounce. Yeah, okay. So, not great. Number eight, the mother. What else do I need to say? Just not believable plot, bad acting. Okay. This is just not J-Lo shtick. Yeah, oh, God, yeah. I, do, I just, like, I love J-Lo. And I think she does well, like, Marry Me, very good, her and Owen Wilson. But... Action star, you know, Miss B.A. Uh, agent. It's yeah. just not for her. Well, and she's, I don't know about y'all, but she's such a non-likable person in real life because of all the horror stories about her that it makes it hard for me to like her on screen. I guess you have that, too. I don't know about all that stuff, yeah. but I'm just like... Trey follows all the gossip around he all does. the pop culture. Yeah, exactly. He follows the hot goss. Yeah. Number got, got seven. Got two for the pod. <laughs> sometimes, sometimes when you have stuff that you're trash and you feel bad, because but number seven, fear. Um, Dion, the director, writer. He was also, I think, an actor in it. I appreciate the fact that he made this movie, but it's just bad acting, a bad script, low budget horror movie. Mm-hmm. Just I don't know, just a failed attempt, and it went to theaters. 
I think I'd be more forgiving if it was streaming. Yeah. But when you go to theaters, like you gotta you gotta step it up a little. Yeah, bit. I, I believe that too. Number six, as Pat McAfee would say, the old whites are about to be mad because <laughs> number six, I have the Sound of Freedom. Okay. So the movie itself, decent. Like the script, not bad. Uh huh. But I don't know what Jim Caviezel was doing. His acting was all over the place. And we know he's a good actor. Yeah, he's one of my favorites. He was too uneven, though. Really? And I could just, Dang. I couldn't figure it out. But I will say, there's the actor Bill Camp, mm-hmm. who plays like this, he was a bad guy, but he did something he regrets, like, to his core. Mm-hmm. And when he was, like, involved in this stuff. And so now he's, like, trying to redeem himself. His performance, phenomenal. But like I said, Jim Caviezel, who's your lead, he was just so uneven. I just... Oh, dang. I could I, never grasp. I hate to hear that, because he is one of my favorite people. He was almost comical at points. And I'm like, this is supposed to be serious subject hmm. matter. Like, you know, sex slave of kids. Yeah. Like, Human trafficking. And you're, like, trying to be comical? I don't know. Uh, number five, Kandahar. Just watch Guy Ritchie's The Covenant. Yeah. It's the same film, but actually good okay <laughs> uh number four the black demon terrible big budget shark movie yep number three the boogeyman okay potential but it fails so hard dang it never knows when to quit on certain things dang okay and is not worth your time number two women talking nothing happens in the movie nothing but, happens but it was eight hours right it was so long, and it's just a drab Oscar bait film. Okay. Like, there is nothing about that film that says, oh, this was something I wanted to make. No, it screams, let me try and make this dull movie that the Oscar voters are going to love. Mm-hmm. Number one on honorable mentions is, or dishonorable mentions, is Old Dads. Okay. Bill Burr comedy, it's like his stand-up trying to be translating a movie and it just comes off as a cringy script oh dang where it's just like, I like Bill Burr. where it's just like but like maybe this wasn't this would have been a good stand-up i think yeah but seeing it play out you're just like oh god it's just i mean if you're into like cringy awkward stuff you yeah. might like it not for me okay but i'm surprised that you got because woman talking i looked it up because i was surprised by the name of the movie it's got really good reviews on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, a lot of Oscar films do, Jeff. I know they do, but usually you, usually the audience can sort of balance it out a bit or bring the, the truth of it up to the surface. But they gave it 8%. This audience brings it up, Jeff. <laughs> of the 287 films I watched that were new films. We've been talking, wasn't it, huh? It was in the bottom seven. Let's just put it... Or not bottom seven. Almost bottom seven. Now, if it was a man talking... Oh, God. <laughs> Don't listen to this guy. But dude, the, the premise of that movie just is very dark, though. Yeah, but it doesn't translate. Just, let's move on, Jeff. Okay. We're living in the past. All right. Nine. Jeff's sticking up for the female population. I appreciate it. <laughs> hey, Jeff. I'm sticking up too, but that movie, <laughs> just saying, the movie's bad. All right. My nine worst films of the year. Though. Oh, man. Okay. I'm excited. Number nine Bird Box Barcelona. Okay. I never saw it. So, this, it's from the villain's perspective. Like, it's a bad person mm-hmm. that we're following, which could have been great. Like, this guy, he's going around and he's like, tricking people into going to places and pulling off their masks 
so that like the things kill them or like make them kill themselves or whatever. Mm-hmm. But it is just not that interesting, and it is badly written. Oh man! So yeah, you're right. It just, sounds like it had potential. It had a potential, but it just it let me down. Number eight, Silent Night, just bad, badly written. Silent worst Night, worst active. of the year, huh? Yeah, Silent Night. In the worst of the year, dang. Should have stayed silent. Yeah. <laughs> Insidious, The Red Door is number seven. Okay. I mean, the villain is defeated by paint. Like, yeah. Patrick Wilson needs a stick act. Like, yeah. this is his directorial debut. Oh. And he's going to wish he hadn't. <laughs> dang, man. Uh, number six, Fool's Paradise. Charlie Day wrote, directed, and acted in this. Completely unfunny. Dang. Not worth your time. Also, didn't see it, but yeah, we love Charlie Day, so we we're Dude, sad to hear and that. And so many good people. Adrian Brody's in it. Um, what's her name from uh, Underworld? Uh, Kate Beckinsale. Kate Beckinsale's wow. in it. Like good cast, but just you can tell like he knew these people, and he they went in the movie because it you know they're friends with him. Yeah, just not good. Number five, you people. This is just trite, and ultimately it goes against what supposed message is. Yep. Just waste of time. Uh, number four, Napoleon. The Ooh. action is good. I will say that. The action, so cool. But Joaquin is so bad. I don't know what to make of his performance. It's just every time he's on screen, the movie loses points for me. Hmm. So whatever it gains from the action, second he's on screen. Let me ask you this. Is it his performance, or you just you're? It's almost cringy to watch the character. It's his performance, man. Cause like we've seen like, you know, like Bo is Afraid, where he yeah. plays like kind of a cringy character, yeah. or like the Joker, where he gets in those awkward right, spots. right. So it's not that. It's just there's he's not doing anything worth talking about, except okay. like just like making each scene. He doesn't. He almost doesn't feel like he belongs in the movie. Okay, I got like you. Like, he's in a different movie. Like, he's very similar to Bo's Afraid. Okay. But that movie was amped up to match him. I see. Everyone else is doing Pride and Prejudice. I see. And he's okay. walking around, clopping his foot and making horse noises. Oh. When he's going to go, like, sleep with his wife. Okay, yeah, that would take but, me out, too. Yeah. Uh, number three, Nefarious. A hell house by a church is scarier than this quote-unquote <laughs> horror film. And Sean Patrick Flannery, one of the worst actors I've seen this year. <laughs> His version of Possessed, okay? I haven't seen this one either. Don't. His version of being possessed is to mumble his words and blink. Okay. So, everything he says, like, and he's just blinking. Oh, yeah, I've seen the TikToks on it. It's so bad. Number two, Outwaters. Just lazy this is why people hate found footage films okay because they see something like the outwaters yeah where they couldn't afford lights so like half of it's in the dark right just people screaming in the desert in the dark right just trash but number one and you know what it doesn't get a soundbite everything <laughs> else gets a soundbite this ain't getting a soundbite let me just say something okay i want y'all to listen to me when i say this my number one is skin and marine this is not a movie, okay? This is an art, like, this is like something 
that your five-year-old who's doing bad in science does for a science fair project. This is laziness. This is sloppiness. Kyle Edward Ball is an insult to the entire film community. <laughs> I don't care what film you have ever seen in your life. I guarantee it is not as bad as this. Kyle Edward Ball, he somehow conned all these TikTok losers to say, oh, this is the scariest film I've ever seen in my life. Oh, uh -huh. no. Here's what it is. All these brain-dead TikTokers were too embarrassed to say, I don't get it. I think it's stupid. Uh -huh. Well, I am not embarrassed to say that. Uh -huh. This movie, there's a scene where he does a blood splatter that has a shrill voice, like a shrill noise. The blood splatter, okay? And he has the audacity to basically copy and paste that blood splatter action five times in a row. Like, huh. it goes away, comes back. Goes away, comes back. And everybody's either whispering in here or they take, like, a knife and bang it on metal as loud as they can so that your eardrums hurt. Huh. This is a disgrace to film. No one should ever watch this. And I hope, Kyle Edward Ball, I hope you listen to this, and I hope you never make anything in film again because you and <laughs> everyone else in Canada should be ashamed of this. And yeah. I mean, no, going back to, just because it's your worst of the year, I want to look up the review, the ratings on Rotten Tomatoes. Just Who because cares? I, I was wanting to get a, get a contrast of opinions of the critics and audience, and it's a 72 for critics and a 44 for audience. Those critics are too afraid to say they don't get it and that it's not a confidently made movie, and that audience <laughs> were on drugs. <laughs> or they're those TikTok losers. So it's, 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 you think it should be worse than the 44 I think it should be a 0% for both. <laughs> and I think that's too generous. <laughs> I think Rotten Tomatoes needs to introduce a negative meter. What was the consensus for it? Don't uh, read the consensus. I'll, I'll, I won't read it. I'll, I'll read it later. Okay. Yeah, read it later. But I'll read it on Kyle break. Edward Ball... You suck. Man, well, Skinnery got... I'm, I'm sorry, Kyle Edward Phillips. Uh, Jeff, you Kyle Edward it. Ball. No, Kyle Edward Ball. I haven't seen it, um, but Eddie's pretty passionate about that one. I'll never um, watch a worse film in my life. <laughs> he took... He made this crappy little thing that you can look up. It's a little short he made that was like 10 minutes long. And he was like, Oh, I figured out how to make a 10-minute short. What if I took this exact 10 minutes of footage, stretched it out to about two hours, and then conned my way into theaters? He is a con artist. He sucks. I wouldn't mind knowing how he got in there. That'd be good for us. <laughs> Tell me about it. Hey, I'll say this. Make some money and then retire. Before they get into their worst of, let me say one positive thing. If Kyle Edward Ball can get a film released in theaters, so can you. I don't care who you are. If Kyle Edward Ball can get a film released in theaters, you can too, kids. And Eddie, the motivational speaker, will be appearing in, in a town <laughs> near you. Yeah. Hey, I'm a minister. I'll do it for you. Well, hey, you know what? I, I will say this. My worst of the year is quick. Okay. I only have one movie. Okay. Um, now, Jeff, I don't know how many you've got. I just got one. Okay. Um, so I'll just go ahead and, and jump mine right on out there. My worst of the year is you people. 
Yeah. I I saw the movie and I wanted to give it a chance. I don't feel good about saying this, but how dirty and gringy Jonah Hill looked yeah. really took me out of the movie. And I hate that because I don't want a look to take me out of the movie. And is, Jonah Hill did. Is that the one where he's like dating Eddie Murphy's daughter? Yeah. Yeah. I heard that the kissing scene that they did in that movie was like it was, CGI. It was CGI. And, and I'm glad you brought that up, Jeff, because how do you have a romance movie when there's no chemistry between yeah. the leads? Zero. Zilch. Zero zilch. I mean, there's, there's a difference when... You have two of the leads that are married in real life, so you know they 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 don't come on too heavy, but they still have a great acting performance. Yeah. But when you have to CG a kiss because you refuse to kiss the actor, that's not professional to me. Yeah. And the movie, like Eddie said, was trying to get across a message that didn't that didn't work. Yeah, there was so many things about this movie that didn't work. It was it was tropey. They took tropes from other, like, romance films, especially interracial ones, you know? Mm-hmm. And they tried to up the ante with this one, and it didn't work. It just was more C-rated than anything. And I could not have been more disappointed with you people. I just... The performances were not good. No. The story was not good. There was... This is also... Most romance movies like this are... Rom-coms. Yeah. There was no comedy in this for me. No. I, I did not laugh at all. To me, this movie was just depressing. Yeah. This movie was... Eddie Murphy was really hard on Jonah Hill. Jonah Hill was not funny in this movie. No. At all. You, you know, the perfect one to me was 22 Jump Street. Yeah. When he was dating the captain's daughter. Yeah. That was hilarious. That was the funniest thing when they were at the... And they had chemistry. Yeah, and they had chemistry. And they were at the luncheon, and the captain was just staring at Jonah Hill, and he was he was like, someone, someone get this man some green beans. He's starving around here. <laughs> like, there were so many good ways to do it. You people was terrible. And to me, I'm, as pas- I'm pretty passionate about this, like Eddie was with his number one. I just... I I wouldn't recommend this to anybody because you're seeing a romance movie that has no chemistry, and you're seeing a comedy that has no comedy. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't know what I'd be recommending. So for me, you people is is out the window. Um, and with that, Jeff, I lead it into you, my man. All right. So I do not have one, and I do not have twenty of bad worst movies of the year. I did a slight little. Last minute change to my worst of the movies. Okay. And I'm going to do a dishonorable mention. I have one dishonorable mention, and that's going to be The Flash. <laughs> Solid. Yeah. Now, Solid. I still sort of enjoyed the movie as a overall, but it was still sort of like a bad movie. The beginning CGI Oof. Was, was, was not great. Oof. The babies look like rubber. We don't yes. speak of the babies. <laughs> oh, man, that, that was horrible. Uh, but everything else, I thought was the the CGI at the end with all the different parallel worlds. The CGI there was not that great either. Um, yeah. But like overall, I, I still kind of enjoyed it. But it was just like not a good movie overall. No. I I am so glad you represented a toast to film by putting that on there because I forgot about it. Yeah. I, it was so forgettable. I straight up forgot on my mm-hmm. list. 
That movie, the CG was horrible. $70 million budget. Don't know how that was possible. We're seeing a convict in action, you know, with Ezra Miller. It was a great going away gift for Ezra Miller. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sheesh. And the only thing good about The Flash was Batman. <laughs> so, I mean, thank you. And Supergirl. Supergirl was pretty good. Yeah, Supergirl, was, Supergirl pretty good. was good. She was good. But, and I didn't mind, like, bringing back Zod and some of the storyline. That was cool. But The Flash was the least exciting part about The Flash. And, and I get. I get that's kind of also how a Flashpoint paradox is. I mean, yeah. the least amazing thing about the Flashpoint is the Flash because you have all of this amazing alternate storyline. Right. So, Thomas Wayne. So, yeah, you know, I feel like that's justified, but I just, with the, with the real-life drama surrounding Ezra Miller, it's hard to get behind this movie, and he just didn't, do that great and the CG was so bad the CG was so bad so All thank right. you Jeff thank you you're welcome I'm glad I could, could help out <laughs> right, so worst so number three is Silent Night yeah okay nice it was a bold idea to have a movie with very little words spoken the only words spoken are I think like two lines by the wife and then she leaves, and then there's no more words spoken. Yeah. Um, it's a very bold idea, but I just don't think it can work in in practicality. Nah. Because you gotta you gotta you gotta have. I know you can have emotions on faces. You can read those, but when you don't have any words to kind of ex- help express those emotions, it just sort of falls flat. The action was cool because I mean John Woo always nails action pretty well. Action was fine, yeah. yeah. Action but was fine, but story wise, I it was just kind of like so bad. At some point, I'm just like, is the movie over yet? Yeah. Oh. Like, what time is it? So first off, I'm glad both y'all put down Nails List because I, I again I forgot about Silent Night. It is a movie that there was so many. There was such an imbalance of tone yeah. in that movie. There was moments that needed to be serious that were not serious. There was you mean dancing in a Santa Claus outfit yeah. with a hooker? Yeah, is not serious. Yeah, I know. The I audacity. know. I'm sorry, man. That's, that's very serious. Get out of here. <laughs> You're talking about the baby from Teletubbies, yeah, shining in an ornament during the big death scene. I know. Isn't good. And again, I I am like I agree with Jeff. I think the story made the story. Made enough sense if the main protagonist didn't talk, but that didn't warrant nobody talking. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. It, it didn't make sense because you had you had cops, you had you had the you had the, the mom, you had the doctors, and without any of like the cops or the doctor or the or the his wife talking, it's just it doesn't it just it just didn't go anywhere. Yeah, yeah. So my number two. Is Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey. The <laughs> audacity. That was a good film. How dare you? No, Eddie, it wasn't. Yes, it was. <laughs> no, it wasn't. I say it was. Well, you're wrong. <laughs> Bro, it was filmed in six days for a budget of $100,000. Like, that is incredible. Yeah. I mean, maybe that. Maybe the logistics a is incredible. Paranormal activity was 10, though. <laughs> All right, they, they had they, Winnie the they, Pooh. They, they didn't even have a ghost. They don't give TV. they don't give awards for the logistics of movie making. Right? <laughs> they should. Hey, it got a sequel. 
Well, that's Tigger's because... gonna be in the sequel, dog. Oh, I don't know. No. I don't know. What, I don't know how. I'm um, excited. I'm gonna, oh. I'm gonna be there night one. It looks yeah, so dumb. It, I couldn't it, watch it. It might be good. It might be good to you, Eddie. It's great, but dude. Trey said nailed it on the head. It's so dumb. Yeah. Seven out of ten. No. Seven out of ten. Seven out of ten. So Winnie the Pooh. Blood and Honey. Say the full title if you can no. talk about Six it. Six out of ten. Of that. I can't, I refuse. I refuse to it's give. It's more it like seven a four out of ten. Seven out of ten. I stand by that. All right. So let's move on from Winnie the Pooh. You know blood why? and Honey. Because it's poo poo. All right. <laughs> Actually, it's let's Blood and Honey. Let's move on from Winnie Pooh Pooh. <laughs> So number one was a movie that I hadn't seen yet, and when uh, Eddie and Trey came to visit me down in down in Florida, we watched. Don't you dare! Yes, Eddie. Don't you dare! I am. Don't you dare! I am doing this, Eddie. Number one, worst of the year, Ouija Shark Two. I have never been more. Just betrayed. <laughs> Eddie, you know me being gay. I sit here and give actual bad films, and you Eddie. dare desecrate Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey, and then Ouija Shark 2? Bro. Yes. Ouija Shark 2? 7 out of 10. That movie no. was a seven Neil out of ten. Green movie. How dare you? I, that is right what on par. What about the Dancing Devil Girls? Eddie, the only reason I got published, because he had m- money enough to publish... To produce it and manufacture it on DVD. Ouija Shark 2, 7 out of 10. Only, only, oh my only god. Only worth watching because you got the 7 out of 10 for Ouija Shark 2. Yeah. Only worth watching because of the Bikini you know Girls. What? That's it. Ouija you Shark 2, 7 out of 10. Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey. Move it up to a 7.5. Eddie, You've, do we need to get your temperature? Or have you been. Yeah. Where, where, where's, Eddie, your, where, where's your weed stuff? I dude? want this high? show to I have agree. some credibility, Eddie. Some. Just a little. It has some. No, it, it did. It just exactly. went out the it window. Did until Jeff no, there does no. That is just, my job to instigate the credibility. It just and, went with the honey out the door, right? And the blood. Oof. So that is my worst of the year. Oh. The, the the CGI is bad. It's essentially made with, with, with Microsoft Paint for the CGI. First of all, it's puppets. <laughs> it's, it's hand puppets. How dare you? <laughs> Just see here's the problem. He didn't see the first one with the Kamehameha, so he doesn't know the, he doesn't know the story. Bro. Remember be that glad. Kamehameha? Oh, yeah, be glad. Be glad. Yeah. I mean I, they they were still hey, like energy blasts. Hey, I like them. I don't care. Oh so, man. It's just it was you think uh, what was the uh, the it was probably made with a budget of like twenty bucks that was that was probably it. It was just very mm. bad. Hey, I still love those films. Mm. What a shame, Eddie's. I think what you might shame. have some carbon monoxide leakage in this in your room, Eddie. Yeah, I think potentially. You should have it checked. First yeah. of all, we're in the re- lovely recording studio. But guys, before we get into honorable mentions and best of, we real quick gotta let y'all know we got Georgia Beer Co. The Field Party Blonde Ale. Because, Uh you know, all three of us were back in Georgia. Yep. We're in the Toast of Film studio. And we have a field of movies before us that we're celebrating. We're having a party Mm -hmm. on what's the best, what's the worst. Mm -hmm. So just to let y'all know, not a bad little drink. Mm -hmm. Jeff said it's a little bitter. Trey, you know, his motto is, if it's wet, I'm fine. Absolutely. And even I like it. Yeah. So, not bad. But... Guys, it is now time for best ofs, honorable mentions, all that. Oh and man, Jeff, start us off, bud. Well, Eddie. <laughs> so, my 
Honorable mentions first. Winnie the Pooh Pooh Blood and Honey. Is <laughs> <laughs> going to be Ant-Man 3. This is in your honorable mentions? Yeah. It, are, it, we, what, are we still in worst of the year? I, I can't... Um, um, for a Marvel movie to be like really, really bad, it's got to be really, really, really bad. And the Marvel movies, they haven't been bad. They've just been okay. And that doesn't mean that it needs to be worst of the year or dishonorable mention. Modoc. I thought that was kind of funny, though. Oh <laughs> I will say Kang was pretty pretty bad. Dude, yeah, Kang, Kang was, was best in the, in the Loki series. But I thought Modoc the the face was bad, but it was I thought it was funny though. You like the little butt cheeks. I, I, will, <laughs> I do like the little that butt cheeks. That was pretty funny. I will say this in just defense, but also in A's defense. Quantumania wouldn't be worst of, but it just wouldn't be on any list for me. Yeah. It's just forgettable. Yeah. I yeah. haven't seen a lot of I wanted to have at least five. That's why it's number five for me in okay. the honorable mentions. Yeah. That's acceptable though. Yeah. So Number four is a movie that came out, I believe, last year that I watched, and that's Where the Crawdads Sing. Oh, man. Oh. That was on my best of last year. Okay. A lot of the other movies that I've seen, I think they're... I enjoyed them a lot more than Where the Crawdads... It was still a, a great movie. Yeah. But the other ones I enjoyed a lot more, but yeah. it was still a great movie. The acting was superb. The Dude, story was Old great. Girl was really good. Mm. And, you know, since it's an older movie, like... You know, our rule is if it's an older movie, we don't mind spoilers. Yeah. I love that the prosecution knew to the T how she did it. Yeah. They laid out her whole plan, Mm -hmm. but it was so unbelievable that it put doubt in the jury's mind, Mm -hmm. and she got away with it. Wow. And then you get that confirmation at the ending where her husband, her husband didn't even know. No one knew. She took it to her grave. Wow. And her husband's like reading her journal and he finds the necklace of the guy that she killed. And it has, she wrote, you know, that, you know, in the marsh, sometimes the prey has to become the predator. Mmm. And it's like, oh! Yeah, that's great cool, movie. man. That's cool. I like that. I really enjoyed it. So, number three from my honorable mentions is cocaine bear oh god <laughs> no it's crazy exactly it's 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 not it's too crazy to be in the like the, the top 13 but it's just a, a great time the cgi is that's not bad i gotta say the bear worked for me it, it really did it really did yeah. the bear Man, worked. let me tell you i love that you know that stupid little kid that like goes with the girl yeah and <laughs> they're in the tree and the one dude's covering cocaine. He's and he's like, "Don't worry, bears can't climb trees." <laughs> and then one dude, "Of course they can." <laughs> it was it was nonstop funny. I thought O'Shea Jackson, who yeah. I haven't seen a lot of his stuff. He's only been in a few movies, but he killed it. As he, he about killed them little dudes in the bathroom. <laughs> Good <laughs> God. <laughs> that one dude who was like, I guess, trying to solicit stuff. I guess he was hilarious. Everything about that movie was. Hilarious! It was essentially nonstop I'm comedy and action. That that was a fun one. Yeah. All right. So number two of my honorable mention is the Marvels. Mm, I'm very happy that made your list. Mm. That was a fun movie. It was. I thought about putting it in the top ten, um, but I, it didn't really. It was good. It was a much better of the phase 
whatever number they're on now of the Marvel movies in, in the past, but it still didn't, like, like stand out to me like the other top-notch Marvel movies did. Iman was so good, though. She was. Like, everybody killed it. Yeah. And then it wasn't... I liked it. It wasn't too much of a comedy. That, that They were great comedy scenes like the... Like the cats. When they play the song from Cats, I sat in that theater. I said, oh, hell. Dude, Sejun Park on the musical planet, when he does the dance oh, number yeah. with Carol, top notch. Like, everything was great. Like the, It was the funny scenes were, were funny, but those were like the only funny They didn't try to like tone down the seriousness with jokes like the last Thor movie yeah. did. Which I thought was great. But I think a lot of the other movies, it just didn't quite crack my top 13. Okay, yeah, I'm happy fair. I made it, though. It was a good one. It's fair. Number, my, number one honorable mention is Indy 5. Okay. Cool. Like Now, I'm happy that one's on the list because I liked Indy. I liked I Indy. Indy. It wasn't like it wasn't great. In like, the, like, like, you can't, you're not going to top the original three in terms of quality. Yeah. Um, but the adventure side of it, I think, I thought was good. Yeah. The time, the, the, the time travel, I thought was yes, I love was, that. Was pretty well done, and the CGI uh, was was not bad. I yeah. would say Mads Mikkelsen, he most killed it. Perfect casting. Yeah, I think he'll ever Mads get. Mikkelsen perfect in whatever he does. Yeah, yeah, he does, and and I still think it was better than four. Uh, oh, I that's, that's, that's a given. I'm yeah. still not sure. I I easily give as a diehard indie fan, four I'm, was I'm trash. Glad they killed off Shia Book. Yeah, five. four yeah. was trash, and five. Like, Indy was a lot older, and sure, it's still the worst of them, but there was some charm to it. Exactly. It, there was some charm. Four, I don't think, it had some charm, but not, the five had a lot more, it kept a lot of the yeah. original charm as the, as the original. And I liked, uh, I liked the archaeology in it, you yeah. know, and. It wasn't aliens. Yeah. But it was like actual, like. Oh, but literally traveling time, though. But yeah. I feel like that. I feel like we could stumble across that. I you don't know? know. That took me out of the movie. Really? Yeah, it really the, did. The time travel? The time travel completely took me out of the movie. Well, you know, they say that there's possibility that we did time travel, and it's secular. It's, it's circular. True. Where, like, we... That's why there's hieroglyphics about airplanes and stuff like that. You know? So, I, that's why I kind of liked it. I was like, okay, well, I, that kind of makes sense. When I first saw it, I hated it mm -hmm. and was like, this is the top three worst of the year. Oh. But I think I saw it a second time with y'all, uh -huh. and my disdain lowered some. Yeah. Where I was just like, I mean, it's fine. Yeah. And, I mean, y'all see, it didn't make my worst of yeah. dishonorable Yeah, okay. Mention. Well, I'm glad for that, at least. It's yeah. just one of those where it's like, it's not good, it's not terrible, mm -hmm. it's just there. I'll, I'll accept that. I kept it in the, in the audience because it did keep... Some of the original charm that's in the original. Yeah, in the you first two are movie. big indie guys. Big, big indie fans. It was on. And I liked Antonio Banderas. It was on. I think he he was great. In Antonio Banderas was great. It was like the first three were on. Like Raider was on TV the other day, and I was like, remote drop. Yep. Nice. I mean, I got if indie is on, I'm gonna watch it. Exactly. I just I love Indiana Jones. So do you want me to go straight to my top thirteen then? Yeah. Hit All us, right. baby. Woo! So number thirteen. A haunting in Venice. Hell yeah! Oh, I never saw it. It was good. It was it was really good. I was kind of skeptical, thinking because I thought the last one, the the murder on the Nile one, I thought that one was okay. 
See, I think it's the best of the trilogy. What, the, the Nile one? The Death on the Nile. I was kind of... if It was still good, but like I was wor- worrying that the, the Venice one would be kind of not good because it's like a horror-themed. But it did not. It was still good. It did not. It was yeah. not not good. It was great. So so far to me, this is a sleeper trilogy, dude. I Wait, they're all pretty really solid. They're all really good. It is one of the best trilogies we've seen, just because like. I mean, I think you'll at least agree with me on this, Jeff. That murder might be the lowest of the three, and it's still a great movie. I could, I could potentially see that. Yeah. Because, yeah. I mean, we always say trilogies based on what's the worst movie. That's yeah. like why people like to hate on Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man. Well, yeah. The you know, third one was just really bad. Spider-Man 3. Yeah. But like this, like all three good movies. Yeah. And I like Murder, but I didn't see Death on the Nile or Venice. I love Death just because like the cast killed yeah. it. To yeah. me, to me, it's about, with these type of movies, it's about the twist. So which one ever has the best twist is how this it's going to The twist was, twist. was a good twist. And... Yeah. During the uh, deliberation, like when you find out how everything happens, and he's saying his goodbyes, they add a second twist, you know? Mm-hmm. I don't want to say too much, because this is still kind of a more recent movie. Yeah. But there's an unexpected twist. Uh-huh. Like, final twist. You'll have to remind me. Is it streaming? Is. Well, just tell me later. Okay. Is it streaming anywhere right now? I believe... Yes. It's actually... Um, Either Hulu or Max. I know for a okay. fact it just dropped on one right, of those. Sweet, I can watch that. Yeah, tonight. check it out. It's pretty good. Okay. Number twelve is awesome movie that came out that came out last year. Ooh. It's one of Eddie's favorites of the of last year. Oh, no. That's Megan. Oh, oh, I do love no Megan right. was this year. Was it look? Megan was January this year. Oh, it was just yeah, early it was. this year. I thought Dude, it was last year. I love Megan. I am happy that made it because it didn't make mine. Spoiler. I'm a big Megan guy. I was I was I put it off for so long. And it's like, just watch it, Jeff. Watch it. Yeah. And then eventually, all right, Well, fine. and then we went to Howling Horror Nights. So I'm glad, yeah. you know, it was going to be there. Dude. But it, it, was, it was it was good. It was a little, it was it was funny for a horror movie, but it wasn't too funny. It was funny just the right just the right amount. So, Dude, Megan, she'll snap on you. Dude. When she, and there are going to be sequels to that. When she's like, how about you be quiet or else she walks in here, I'm going to snap her neck. I was yeah. like, sheesh. Dude, Megan was good. Yeah, I Megan liked it. Love Megan, and it had the right amount of comedy with the uh, the Asian uh, yeah. boss. He yes. was he's always funny. What's his, I forget his name. But he's on he's a correspondent on the Daily Show, and he and he's all a, of his he played he played Eddie in uh, Crazy Rich Asians. Yeah, yes. and he does stand up. He's hilarious. And yeah. he, he was in uh, Shang Chi. He played the, the dude in the elevator. Yes. In, yeah, that's right. that's right. He's 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 hilarious on all the clips I've seen of him. So number eleven is Suzume. Which oh. was never saw that, but I wanted to. Yeah. Which was the same he, the same guy who did Suzume did the movie Your Name, mm-hmm. which was on my top of the most top of the year last year, mm-hmm. and I, it, it was, all of those movies deal in some sort of like time travel supernatural element, and it was good. There's usually a romance to those movies, which I thought this one was kind of weird because like the girl was like in high school and the guy was like supposedly in grad school, just a little bit of an age gap there, which kind of bugged me a little bit that was of the only complaints i saw about the film it was the age yeah. gap mm-hmm. but other than that the animation was beautiful the art style was beautiful mm-hmm. as always so all those movies are, are usually top-notch movies so now we're going to go into the top 10 oh baby okay 
So number ten is Killers of Flowers of the Killing Moon. No, Killers, Killers of the Flower Moon. I can never get that right. Yeah, yeah. that's all right, buddy. Killers that's of right. the Flower Moon. I I thought it was great. I haven't Can't seen a see lot it. of Scorsese movies in the past. Like I didn't see Wall Street, Wolf of Wall Street. Oh, man, that's, oh. that's one of the best. It's and one of the best. It's just a lot of his, and I didn't see The Irishman because a lot you of can his, skip that one. A lot see of, Shutter Island. Yeah, I saw Shutter okay. Island. Okay, it's a, a lot of his movies of late have been like twenty hours long, and I don't know if I have the patience to sit through one of these movies. Right. But the story of this one was enticing enough to where I'll sit through a three and a half hour movie without a bathroom break. And I saw it at nine at night after working all day. Props to you, lady. I'm a madman. Yes, you are. I remember that. Yeah. I remember that night. I thought it, it was great. I thought the only th- really thing holding it back is the length. Yeah. I had a little trouble understanding some of Leonardo DiCaprio's words. That's they they kind of mumble mumble a little bit, which I feel like that's been a, a trend in like just yeah, recently and in uh, Nolan's movies as well. Mm. But it was just. The, the length just—it did really, not need to be that long. The the length—if it wasn't—if it was like three hours at the most, maybe even like two forty, I would have been maybe two forty. It might have made my honorable mention or top thirteen. Mm-hmm. Spoiler, yeah. but yeah, I haven't seen as many movies as Eddie, so it yeah. made the it made the top ten. If it, That's if fair. it was like two forty, maybe even three, I would have maybe put it top five. Yeah, but it was but, yeah like three and yeah, some it change. Was kind of, it three was kind and of, a half. Yeah, and I was kind of I changed my mind a little bit on the end. I was kind of fine with it at the time, but now going now thinking Eddie, I kind of agree with you about the end with Martin Scorsese mm-hmm. doing the final little farewell. I didn't. I didn't. I was like kind it. of fine, with it, but I I didn't really like that either. So I kind of changed my mind on that one. And one major complaint I'll say real quick before you go next. I just I think it needed more Lily Gladstone. Because, like, for a good chunk of this movie, she is, like, dying. Yes. Mm. So I, I, guess, I guess that's the, that's the point, that she's yeah. pretty much dying, but I do kind of Kill agree. her at the flower Yeah, name. I just feel it need a little more, because when she was on screen, she was so good. I will say this. Fantastic trailer. Oh, dude. Yeah, trailer was... Trailer's tra- why I went at 9 yeah. o'clock at night. I was like, I can't hats, wait another day. Hats off to who, who shot yeah. the trailer. That roped me in. So, number nine... I was debating whether or not to put this as also like a dishonorable mention, but I kind of was <laughs> I like, know what this is then. no, it's just You're too, it's happy. just too uh, good. I think I know what it is. And too. that's Slaughterhouse. Yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> I was, when Eddie came to visit me before Trey came down to me before we went to Yeah, Orlando, it was our Halloween um, Horror Nights. It was our Halloween Horror Nights. Yeah. And I was like, Eddie said, Jeff, we're going to see a movie about a killer sloth. And I was like, Eddie, you can just turn around and go home because that's a yeah. dumb movie. He did. And. I'm glad we went and saw it because that is just it's dude, it's so it's, good it's so it, good it was the so puppets cute. are good the puppets were amazing dude that little sloth perfect every time it raised its head dude the, in the comedy the stuff the sloth does dude the Greek is, system was hilarious it was in that. oh my god it was so funny it was essentially nonstop comedy and horror which from from that movie which was it was it was it was hilarious I'm, I'm glad glad we went and saw it. Mm-hmm. So number eight was Dungeons and Dragons. Hey, honor amongst these, baby. Honor amongst, buddy, right. I am happy that the, is on there. Honor amongst yes. these. I, I need to get my little uh, map frame and, and poster frame. Yeah, got mine courtesy of Mr. Eddie Bowman. Thank hey. you, buddy. That The trailer drew... I don't know how you didn't want to go see that movie with the, with the trailer. That trailer was, was Dude, perfect. The trailer's so Perfect. Good. And everybody in that movie knocked it out of the park. Yeah. 
Hugh Bradley Grant, Cooper. Bradley Cooper was that was a great cameo. Yeah, yeah. That was just like the cameo of like Channing Tatum in uh in the Bullet Train, Bullet Train yeah. and in the uh This is the end. This is the end. Yeah. yeah. That was a great cameo. Everybody knocked out of the park. It was it was funny. The scene where he's like it's the copy of him and he's melting as he's oh. playing the loot. And they're, like, getting slowly more, like, horrified. Dude, the fat dragon. Oh, dude. Like. The, about the fattest dragon i ever oh seen in my, my life. Oh, my God. I Maybe it was just non-stop fun. It was just. Uh, dude, I've never had so much fun watching it. Fun fact, I actually watched it this morning. Really? Yeah, when I was, like, yes, cooking dude. breakfast. Yes. I was like, I want to throw on something that I can watch the good parts. Yeah. And, dude, that movie just... Jonathan! It's, it's perfect. Oh, is, uh, is Jonathan going to be yeah. here? Yeah, I, I'm sorry. Is is, is Jonathan going to be here? He's he's essential to this. And he, he Grant, played a, oh, a, a, a great villain. Dude, we're seeing the resurgence. Dude, Paddington yes. 2, this, yeah. Willie, uh, you know, Wonka, yeah. like, he is, he's realized, like, okay, I don't need to be serious. What people want me to be silly. And, and he's crushing. And let me tell you, I did not know how perfect it was for yeah. Chris Pine to play a ball. Oh, he was perfect. He was perfect. He's just so charming. Dude, he is charming, dude. And let me tell you, there was Justice Smith yeah. playing the sorcerer. Um, uh, the girl from it yeah. playing the dru um the druid like everything was perfect. Our dude playing the paladin. Oh my! When he oh keeps walking because God. they forgot to tell him. Yeah, it. yeah, <laughs> dude. It's just I will say this, and I mean Michelle this. Rodriguez. Yeah, yeah, and and let me tell you, to me, she was the weakest link, and she was still perfect. Yeah, and I will say this. I don't have one complaint about that movie. Neither no. do I. There is not one complaint. It's, it's that good. It is that good. So number seven is Sisu. Dude. Hey. Keep it going, Jeff. Yeah. Keep the hits You're coming, You're on the train now, If you want a movie with limited dialogue, unlike Silent Night, yeah. Yeah. That Sisu works. has very little dialogue. The main character says, like, he has dialogue, but he says, like, he has, like, five lines of dialogue. Right. At the very end of the movie. At the very end of the movie. Everybody else... The Nazis, all the other people, they have dialogue. And this is how you do a movie with limited dialogue. Because it's like John Wick, but in, but instead of killing oh, uh, gangsters the or, dog or Yakuza, he still he's, he's killing Nazis and the dog lives. So. Yeah. And I will say, dialogue helps progress the story. It does. Yeah, it and does. this shows, like, he doesn't talk. Everyone else talks to advance And the it story. works. Because you works. can have dialogue to give exposition, which you yeah. can't do in yes. dialogue movies. Sisu was perfect. And the dude just, did so just good. kicks butt oh my God. all the time. One, yeah. Once once he gets going, it's just like, oh, no man. words. It's and just, just killing, killing Nazis. Yeah. Having fun killing Nazis. Exactly. So number six is Guardians 3. Heck yeah. Bro, you're on a roll. Dude. You're on a roll. No complaints. Yeah, buddy. not none from us. I had Guardians three a little. Early. I had it like at eight before I made some changes to it, but I think it. I think it deserved a little be a little bit higher at six. Yeah, and I agree with that. It's the second one I didn't really like as much, but the third one just knocked out of the park. It it was a little bit less comedy than they're usually in. I feel like in the third yeah. one, which I think is great because Marvel has been focusing too much on too their much. comedy in the movies. Yeah, I, and they focus the right amount on the drama in the story. I will say this, when I walked out of the theater after Guardians, I said, Marvel is back. Yeah. And then Marvel just kept 
going. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and then Secret Wars happened. Golly, man. Oh, my God. So number five. Ooh, top, top, top five. Top five. And let me tell you, if Guardians is at six, I can't wait to hear your yeah. five, Vince. Number five is John Wick 4. Beautiful. Now, Beautiful. Eddie might say it probably might be the weakest of the John Wick movies. 100%. And, but I don't I know. I don't know. Two two could be the weakest. But still, the, to me. Donnie Yen in that movie was, was great as, Ooh, as, as so the blind good. warrior. Yeah. Yeah. And Scott Atkins. Scott Atkins. The Solid. only downside of that movie was him falling down the stairs yes. like a thousand times. I agree. That was that part. I was like, but okay. it, but it wasn't that. Uh, it wasn't that much of a hit on the movie to knock it down yeah. too much. Like like even even if you fell down like a thousand more flight of stairs, I would still put it at five. The incendiary shotgun scene was one of my favorite action scenes in all of John Wick. And the roundabout action car oh, scene. Yeah. I know that's not everyone's favorite, but I really enjoyed it. was a little it. long, but it was still like enjoyable to watch. It was still Very a great a great scene. And and a good ending. I liked yeah. the ending to John Wick. Now, they, they did tease a little bit that he might come back, but I don't see how they will. But yeah. I did like the ending that he's just he's just going home now. Yeah, and it's ambiguous. We don't know if he died. We don't know if he was stayed alive. I like to believe he's still out there. You know what I mean? But who knows? You want to kill John Wick? I loved it. So number four, I'm happy with it. I'm happy with it. Too. Is Mission Impossible: Dead Reckoning? Hell yeah! Now that is like. The movies of the franchise of Mission Impossible have just gone up and yes, up and yeah. up yes. in stunts and scale and just everything. I think Tom Cruise is he's, he's a Scientologist, so he's literally insane. Yeah. yeah. And but Haley Atwell was was great in this movie. Dude, our girl Rebecca Ferguson. Rebecca Ferguson. Oh Tom Clementall. Yeah. She was great. Dude. Like, everybody. Vanessa out of- Kirby. Oh. Everybody was beautiful and knocked out of the park, and the stunts are just top notch. Just perfect, perfect action. The um, there's a scene involving like gas, like the green gas bombs. Mm -hmm. I was genuinely surprised by that scene. Who ended up being the perpetrator? Oh yeah, same here. Yeah, I thought, oh crap, something's about to go down. The good guys are going to start off the movie with a. With a big uh, setback, yeah. But no, it's just Tom Cruise telling, "Hey, look, I'm I'm me. You're gonna do what I want." Yeah, dude, y'all have got me so excited. Dude, so uh, again, ashamed I haven't seen it yet yeah. because I'm such a big espionage fan, such a big spy thriller guy. I and... still think Fallout's the best, but I will say, other than Ghost Protocol, this Dead Reckoning would be the only one I think could challenge Fallout. I will say this: I haven't seen Dead Reckoning. But it's going to be hard for anything to top Fallout for me. Because Henry Cavill yeah. was perfect in that movie. The, the, the arm, the arm yeah. loading. Yeah. Oh, my God, dude. And the the story. Yeah. The story was fantastic. So the number three was kind of a, a flip-flop between between three and four. What Number three is Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. Nice. Solid. Solid. Any Spider- the Spider-Man movies are kind of like, you've got to do it justice mm-hmm. to be... To be recognized, to be recognized, yeah. and the the multiverse has gotten has gotten kind of I guess stale maybe, 
maybe yeah. o- overuse a little bit. Yeah. But with the Spider-Mans, though, just the, the Spider-Man character is just always so likable, pretty much. Perfect. And Peter Pavarker. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And the, the the animation. I know it takes a long time for them to do this movie because of the animation style. The animation was beautiful. It was gorgeous. The action scenes were great. Mm-hmm. And then I was I was. At the, the end music. of the movie, I was like, I gotta go to the bathroom, but I don't want to miss this movie. Yeah. And then it ended, I was like, wait, no, no, there's gotta be more to the, there's gotta be more. I want to yeah. see the rest of this movie. Yes. Why is it ending? I said the same. I called Eddie and I said, don't tell me it ended like this. I I need more. I, I mean, I'm not I'm not ready to yeah. to leave this. It was perfect. The score for 2099 Spider Man was amazing. Yeah. Um, dude, I love Spider Punk. Oh, just, by Daniel Kaluuya. Oh, yeah. yeah, dude. Everything about this week, I didn't think Into the Spider Verse could be beaten, and this gives it a a run. I I still don't know which one's I don't, better. I don't know which one's better either. They're both yeah. sort of like one A, one B for me. Yeah, yeah. I really don't. So, so number two Ooh. is the boy and the heron. Oh, oh okay. I was so. I've heard so much about Miyazaki movies, how they're so good. And then, like, a couple of years ago, I finally watched Spirited Away. I watched a couple of other movies. I was like, these are all so good. Spirited Away, dude. The, an- oh the animation God. for The Boy and the Heron was was top-notch as usual. It was, it was gorgeous. It was beautiful. The The score was great as well. The, the voice acting. I'm always a little skeptical about when they get famous people for voice acting because dude. they're known for being, like, yeah. regular actors and yeah. voice actors. Are like just they're better at being like voice acting. Yeah, Rob Pattinson. I heard he unrecognizable. I heard he was amazing. I told Jeff. I swear. I was like, I think they did the casting because that sounds like Willem Dafoe is trying to do a voice, but it was Rob Pattinson. And wow. I probably need to watch it again to get a full uh, understanding of the story. Yeah. But it's essentially about a boy who loses his mom, and his dad has a new, and his dad has a new wife. And it's about him learning to and accept. And the new wife is the twin sister. Yes. Oh, and it's all yeah. about the boy. And the boy is very standoffish to his new mom at first. Mm-hmm. But then throughout the movie, during when they go on the on the journey, it's all about him learning to accept his new his his new mother yeah. as part of the family. And accept so, loss of his mother. So yes. his new mom was his mom's sister? Yes. Yeah. And they're like twins. Yeah, they're, they look very much alike. Now that does bring some drama for sure. Yeah, it doesn't. That's kind of why the boy's a little standoffish. And she's but, pregnant. And but the journey they take learns it's about him coming accepting of uh, his mom's passing and of the because his mom passes away in the yeah. war. And it's a it's a great movie. Number one, I think, will be on everybody's list. This is my expectation: is Godzilla minus one. Oh, boom, baby! Holy That's cow. what I'm talking about. I was so worried about. Oh, I've been wanting Jeff. to see this movie, but I didn't see it when it came out. And then Eddie told me it was good. And then Trey called me and was like, "Dude, I just saw Godzilla minus one. You need to see it." Like, right now. Dude. And so I was like, I've been wanting to see. I didn't see it when I got back home. So I was like, let me just look and see what's what's playing. And there was an afternoon show. I went and saw it. Great choice. Dude. If you don't like subtitles, just don't worry about it. 
grow a pair. Yeah. Go watch it because it's the the this Godzilla looks like he is a like a like a prosthetic. He does not yes. look CGI at no, all. Yeah. Not at all. The the little heat waves, heat the little uh, heat blasts he does mm-hmm. are awesome. Oh my god. Every time he did a heat blast I'm like, holy crap. I that's an atomic bomb mm-hmm. and it, it it was perfect. It was it was a perfect movie. It was perfect. Trace crying just FYI. It was perfect. Uh, Jeff, I'm so happy. Dude, top notch, Jeff. I top am notch. so happy, Jeff. I like your list. I really, I really Dude, do appreciate your list. Solid list. We have plenty of crossovers. Plenty. And that is my my top top of the year. Do you want me next, or you want to get buddy? In, All right, buddy. Let me do my honors here, my boy. Honorable mentions. So I have 13 honorable mentions, okay? Heck yeah. Just squeezing in at number 13, Leave the World Behind. Hmm. I was really into this movie. It was very ominous, pretty eerie. The performances were great. And yeah, makes your list again. Yeah, and and I think this movie brought a new fear factor to me, realizing that I've always been scared of nuclear war, but I've never thought about cyber war. Yeah, and cyber war seems way scarier than Teslas. Yeah, so I'll I'll say that at number twelve on my honorable mention. Sisu. Very nice. Loved, loved Sisu. Very um, nice. Action-packed, John Wick, just like Jeff said. You just can't go wrong with it, so I had to put it on there. At number 11, No One Will Save You. Oh. The alien movie from Caitlin Deaver. Okay. I, You know I love Caitlin Deaver. Yeah. I'm happy this made your list. Let me tell y'all, if y'all haven't seen this movie... This is how you do a no dialogue yeah, movie. Yeah, no dialogue. This movie was no dialogue. Her performance was immaculate. She, there was completely no dialogue. Completely no dialogue. That silent. You know what? Silent Night. You just went from an F to a negative F. Yeah, <laughs> that's how you F. do. That yeah. movie had zero dialogue. Yeah, and was so good. That this movie was so good. I will say, and I think Eddie would agree if he didn't put it on his list. The ending fell a little short. Yes. But if we take out the last 30 minutes, that movie was a five star. Yeah. It was the last 30 minutes that brought it down about one and a half Drops stars. Drops the ball some. But, but that movie is still easily a 3.5 to a 3.8. I'd buy a 3.5. You know, it, it was solid. It was solid. And for a Netflix original. No, that was Hulu. Or Hulu original, yeah. yeah. Um, At number 10, Netflix original, The Pale Blue Eye. Oh, yeah. Oh, I wanted to watch that movie. I loved this movie. Christian Bell gave a knockout performance. And let me tell you, the only reason this is on my list was because of that ending. That ending was... it. it, it, I was surprised. I was excited. I loved the ending. It was everything I wanted. So it made the list, plus some. A couple of notches up. Number nine, Blackberry. Ooh. Blackberry. Oh my gosh! It's the it's the movie about the start of Blackberry. Oh, and let me tell it's you, got a Dennis from It's Always Sunny playing oh, wow. Blackberry. Dude, that, oh, that movie. Yeah, that. Yeah, I saw previews of that oh, like all God. over the place, but I never actually watched it. Eddie, it was fantastic, and and let me tell you, Dennis was amazing. 
Dude, Tetris was really good. Yeah. Like, yeah. you can't sleep on a movie just because the premise sounds dumb. Exactly. No, no. Blackberry was absolutely solid. And you learned some crazy things about that movie. Two kids in a garage, man, starting it up. I'm going to put that on my list. Number eight. I think this is where A is going to be a little shocked. The Creator. Oh. The Creator is in Honorable hey, Mention. I'm just happy at least made Honorable yeah. Mention. I, I never saw it. So good. This movie is how sci-fi needs to be. Yeah. It the budget was 70 million. So, I, I think, think I think it dropped 80. on 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 Max now. It did. It did. Well, I also have it on my Voodoo. Yeah. But the creator was fantastic. There was no way this was not going to be on my list. John David, baby. He did a fantastic job and even though like we talked about Rebel Moon, this has some other sci-fi tropes. Yeah. They tell it with such emotion. They do. So it doesn't matter because they, they retell it in a better way. Yeah. So the career was fantastic. At number seven, Netflix original, The Killer. Oh, Michael yeah. Fassbender, The Killer. There is a scene I replayed for Eddie. I've replayed a couple of times. This one scene gives this movie enough heft to be on my list because... It is Michael Fassbender in his prime, playing a role he should have always played as a hitman, cold-blooded, calculated. Mm -hmm. This guy is fantastic. And it's David Fincher being, continuing to be David Fincher that we know and love on everything he's done. Girl, uh, Gone Girl, Girl with a Dragon Tattoo, Seven, everything he does. Give us more Mindhunter, David Fincher. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, number seven, The Killer. Number six, we've got a theme here with these, The Covenant. Covenant was fantastic. Just like Eddie said, don't see Kandahar, just yeah. go straight to The Covenant. It, Top notch. I'm just glad I had a war movie on my list. Real quick, just because you have it on your list, I'll say, so in Kandahar, at the very end, they try and force this bond like that's not earned. In this movie, like you see why they have a bond when that dude's like pushing him in a wheelbarrow yes for miles yes and miles yes and it's because like he has to get him back because yeah. he'll die like you know he knows something might happen to his family yeah. if he doesn't get this soldier back exactly like he risked his life for yeah. his his commanding officer yeah like it was it was a beautiful, well-told story. Good. And true story. Yeah. That's what's so crazy about this. Um, number five, getting into the top five honorable mentions here. Just squeezing in, missing. Hmm. So this is part of the... the was it searching? Yes, the computer footage yeah. um, movies right after searching. Searching was also an A-plus for me. Missing was also very well. Missing was good. And I loved the relationship she had with the um with like the delivery driver. Yeah, yeah. And he was perfect. Yeah. He was so likable, very lovable, and missing was just incredible. And it, and I'm not I don't want to give you a spoiler, but it had a happy ending. Yeah. And I loved it. A lot that. of twists too. Yeah, a lot of great twists. At number four, I saw this movie, and I saw it by myself, called Eddie right before I saw it. Oh, yeah. 
Saw 10. Let me tell y'all. Saw 10, aside from maybe the first three, it's the best. It was good. It, it is the... I mean, would you agree with me? Besides the first three, would you say it is easily the next one? Would you put any aside from the first three over Saw 10? Full movie-wise, I don't know. I still say I think of the entire franchise, 7 has the best opening. But as a whole. But as a whole, I might have to put it at number 4. Yeah. Because, like... Yeah. You see, like... I mean, yeah, he's demented, but at the same time, like, these folks are stealing money yeah. from people. Well, I'll tell you what you're right. And I'll tell you what Saw X did for me. Saw X did for me what Prey did to Predator. Hmm. It gave me a new way to view those movies mm-hmm. as a revenge story instead of a sadistic horror story. Mm-hmm. And I liked it way more because of that. Yeah. So I give the writer and director tons of props because also plenty of twists. Mm-hmm. And it was just fun. And Jeff, you have not seen Saw 10. Dude, I am telling you. I haven't seen any of the Saw movies past, like, Saw 3. Perfect. Because, like, 4 through whatever, it's just kind of like... They're skippable. They're like, all right, there's gore. All right, there's more gore. Watch the opening scene to 7. There's more gore. I think, I forget which, it might have been 4 or 5. There was, like, I'm kind of, I, I I can... I have a pretty good stomach. Like, I can handle gore. Yeah. I'll tell you this. But there was one scene, I think, in one of the songs, I mean, maybe four or five, where there's a dude in, like, a, a, a bat, and they send, like, pig guts. Oh, yeah. And, like, down, five. down in the shoot into yeah. him, and he, like, drowns in pig guts. Oh. And, like, I, you, see, you see blood, like, I won't, I won't, like, I have a, a good stomach for that. I won't, yeah. I don't stand at the sight of blood. When, you, when there's, like, Blim's hanging out. I don't fan at that, but for whatever reason, that part of it was like now they're just going for gore factor and shock factor. Yeah, I'm kind I of done will with say Jeff out of the entire franchise because I've seen every single movie. Mm, me too. This one was the only one that made me have to like turn my head in scenes because the details. Like there's a scene where someone basically has to give themselves like a brain exam. And just, they made it to, and, like, someone has to, like, saw their arm, and they have to cut through veins and stuff. Like, this, I could say, is potentially the most, like, shock gore. Yeah. Of all the films. And, dude, again, you root for John in this one. Yeah. You've never rooted for John in the past. You root for him. And, Jeff, I'm telling you, I've seen every single one, just like A said, but I don't remember a lot of, like, four through freaking nine because they're all so intermingled but this one easily stands out above the pack because they tell the story in a different way and again it's a revenge story which you're gonna like fantastic had to put on the list at number three i know this is a little controversial with eddie but not with majority of of people (laughs) online number three when evil lurks I mean, I think that's fine. This movie was fantastic to me. I It was one of the best Italian horrors I've ever seen. I couldn't tell you another Italian horror. And that movie was creepy. Zombie. There there was a, some shot. There was a scene with a dog that took me completely by surprise. 
and messed me up, man. I was I, laughing too hard. Oh, dude, I was, you know, I was really taken back by that. And, yeah, When Evil Lurks was just fantastic. At number two for my boys, Slaughterhouse. Had to get that in there. And my honorable, it was it was two away from making my top 13. Yeah. It was two away. I want y'all to know that. I, like that. I loved Slaughterhouse. I put it in the top 10 just because of, I was like, no, Eddie. Not singing a movie about a killer slaw, but then <laughs> it's, it's a so great good. Movie. It's so, so good. good. I had to just because of the, the jump from me, had to go in my top ten. That little puppet man. Yeah. So my number one honorable mention, just missing the top thirteen, and it hurt me. Eddie also loves this movie, so I'll be curious to see if it made it on your list or not. Okay. Batman: The Doom That Came to Gotham. That was a good one. That movie was so good. It gave us an original storytelling of Batman and all of his surrounding co-heroes and Mm -hmm. friends. They told it in such a good way, super heartbreaking. Mm -hmm. But that ending was like an anime. Yeah. Like, we're talking a Super Saiyan power-up that took out the villain for Batman. It was the coolest thing. Had to give it at number one. Top Mark Brooks. Now, do you want me to dive into my top 13? You know what? Let me do my honorable mention. Okay. Give my boy a breathe, and then you'll okay. hit your top 13, and I'll hit my top 13. All right. Sounds good. All right. So, number 10, honorable mention, is Elemental. This It was just sweet and colorful, and I really liked the family, like the dad and his daughter. Yeah. You know, I just thought it was a sweet movie. I enjoyed it. Elemental. Okay, good. Nice. Number nine, Anyone anyone But You. Okay. Oh. This is a rom-com with uh, Glenn Powell and Sidney Sweeney. Yeah. Let me tell you, this movie's just hot. Like, those two are hot. Hot things occur in this movie. Yeah. And dude, Will Gluck, the director... I have yet to see a bad film from him. He did the Peter Rabbit movies, which I enjoyed, and he okay. also did Easy A. Oh, like dude has a good record. He also did yeah. Fired Up, that oh. uh, cheerleader comedy. Oh, that was, that was a good one. Yeah. Like he has a good record to okay. me. So, thought it was great. Number eight, Love at First Sight. This was a Netflix like rom com. Okay, Haley Richardson, we love her, and mm-hmm. Ben Hardy, and it was just a real like pleasant sweet rom-com like yeah. you don't dislike anyone no one really makes any mistakes and they did something cool where jamila jamil y'all would know her if you like saw her face mm-hmm. yeah jamil she's the narrator but how they do it is she plays like 20 something characters oh so she's like everywhere the story's progressing she is not only like fourth wall narrating but then she's playing that character. Interesting. So she's like a stewardess. She's someone passing on the street. She's a taxi driver. Like, she's everywhere. Huh. Which I thought was interesting for That's us. cool. Number seven, Waitress the Musical. Nice. Sarah Bareilles, she brought, you know, this stage play. Okay. And this is a recording of a stage play like they did with Hamilton. Yeah. But she makes it cinematic. Like, you feel like you're watching a movie. Yeah. They do fades. They do zoom-ins, they do slow-mos, you know, like when they're, like, making the pies in one scene. So she makes it feel like you're watching a movie while giving you a performance of the stage play. Right. Number six, The Little Mermaid. Okay. One of my all-time favorite Disney movies. Okay. And Haley Bailey's voice was incredible. There's literally 
a song when she's singing that brought a tear to my eye just Dang. because her voice was so beautiful. Dang, dude. And I just, I love this adaptation. I think it's one of the better, if not the best, of these like live-action Disney adaptations. Man, all right. I never saw it, but I'm glad to hear that. So these next five, it hurts me they weren't my top 13. Okay. It really does. I'm but interested. There's these films. Number five, Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 1. Really? Action top-notch, acting top-notch. I can't wait for Part 2. Okay. Number four, Creed 3. You want to talk about sleeper trilogies that are phenomenal? Yeah. The Creed trilogy, I would put up there as one of the better trilogies we've got. I've heard I've heard that from multiple people. Each movie is solid. Um, and this one was directed by Michael B. Jordan, and I think he did great. Dang. Number three, the Super Mario Brothers. I think this is everything you could want from a Mario food. Like, it's just fun. It's, you know... They kind of make a joke about the voice in the beginning. Yeah. But, dude, we get to see Rainbow Road. Yeah. Donkey Kong. A lot of fun with that movie. So good. The only thing I'll say about that is Seth Rogen took me out of Donkey Kong. I'll give you that. He, the voice just didn't everything work for else, me. Though. But everything else Mario, was good. Mario, Luigi, Princess Peach, yeah. Anya Taylor-Joy. Oh, perfect, dude. Anya Taylor-Joy and Prince Peach was probably my favorite part of that movie. <sighs> these next two really hurt that they weren't in my top 13. Because I would die for these movies, but they oh. just... Apparently not. They, they, well, they just 13. couldn't make top 13. Okay. Number two, Sisu. This movie, yeah. just hell yeah. yeah. The action is so good. Yeah. Quality film. And number one of my honorable mentions is Megan. Okay. okay. Any horror movie that kills a kid, you automatically have my respect. <laughs> <laughs> and but what I love about this, we get the comedy, we get the horror, but we also get a lot of like heart. Yeah. Like there's a scene where she like Megan is singing to her, like the little girl when she's like sad, think about her parents. And I thought that was like a real touching scene. And yeah. We get more stuff like that, and then the ending with, like, her Aunt Katie and her. Yeah. Like, I thought just Megan, top-notch film. Oh, man. Okay, happy to hear that. Glad it was on your list, because Megan didn't make my list at all, so I'm glad I got some representation. Well, buddy, hit us with that top 13. It is time. Get ready. With honor. With honor. Trey's top 13 of 2023. At number 13. A movie I told Eddie about, I, I told Chase about, and Taylor, we watched it together. Yeah. I was very excited about this movie. Significant Other. Top notch. And Jeff, I hadn't got a chance to tell you about it. I didn't even think about it, but... Don't tell too much. Just watch it. This is one I would say don't spoil. No, not at the all. Less Look that you one know, on Rotten Tomatoes. The man. less you know about that, I would say better. The better, yeah. I agree. Because from the movie, opening scene. Yeah. Horror movie and everything you need in that movie is delivered. And it's um our girl, uh, Maka, yeah, from, my, uh, yeah. you know, It, it follows. follows. She's great. And it's um the guy, he was the brother in Rampage. Yeah, JC. He was in, um what's that, Christmas Inheritance. Yeah. You might have seen on Netflix. Dude, and again, chemistry was perfect. Because they're, the movie, their relationship is troubled yeah but you can tell the chemistry's there yeah like their acting was fantastic top notch at number 12 and god i almost forgot about this movie so glad 
I went through your list because even though I forgot about the movie, this movie is not forgettable. Yeah. You know, like it is it fantastic. Happens, man. It well, it's I I saw it so early in the year that I thought it was twenty twenty two. Gotcha. And that's it's the same thing with Megan for me. Yeah, that's what happens with mine. The vigil. Oh yeah. Dude, tell me how scary that yeah, movie was. Dude, that movie is creepy. That movie scared me and I had to put it on my list because that movie was on Hulu. I don't know if it was a Hulu original, but it was on Hulu and no one's talking about that movie. And one interesting thing, you know, we get a lot of Christian horror films. Yeah. We get a lot of Catholic, especially yes. horror films. But, dude, we don't get a lot of Jewish no, horror films. No, we do not. And, yes, yes, that movie, I do not pay attention to that audience score. Yeah. That is BS, dude. That movie is fantastic. If if I had to choose between one of those two scores, I must be a critic. Yeah. Because I am nowhere related to that audience yeah. score. It top, was that good. Um. And and you'll see a trend with me. Um, I am definitely the horror man when it comes to this list this year. I normally year. am, but I gotta yeah. say, this year I'm slacking, so I'm oh, glad man. you're bringing the heat. Bro, I'm bringing it for us, buddy. Because remember, on honorable mention, I've already got When Evil Lurks, Saw X, and if we consider Leave the World Behind a horror. No, mm, uh, that's more of like more a, thriller. a thriller drama. No One Will Save You. More sci-fi action. Yeah. But I've already got two horrors yeah. on here, and now with and now two already yeah. with significant other individual. At number eleven, the whale. Yes. Oh, the whale. Never thought. And that one. let me Dave. tell you, I know the whale. All I gotta say is it deserves to be on here for the acting alone. Yeah. But the story really is there. Oh, the I'm really glad Brandon Fraser is kind of back. Me too. The story breaks your heart. Yes, man. it does, man. A 100% tearjerker. And let me tell you, I'm sad it's in a, it's at 11. Yeah. But there's just so many other movies. Eddie has kind of pulled me on this train when I rank my movies higher. I think I do incorporate rewatchability. Yeah. And The Whale just falls short on that one. Yeah, because you know? it's just, dude, it's, it's so sad. Such a, such a sad bummer, man. Yeah. But... I would rewatch it for people who hadn't seen it. Yeah. I would definitely do that. At number 10, back on the horror train, baby, Evil Dead Rise. I'm so happy this made oh my list. It was just outside my auto mention. It was fantastic. I I loved everything about this. The acting was superb. The setting inside of a decrepit Dude. apartment and that ending. Yeah. The, the ending. The demon ending. Have you seen? Oh, Dude, buddy. Alyssa. Oh my! Crushed it as like the possessed mom. Yes, it it was fantastic. Hey there, open oh. up now, dude. Or when she calls, the phone rings when she's like not moving. Right yeah. when she got possessed, and it says "mom" or uh, "burning in hell" or yeah. something like. Oh my god, that actually creeped dude, me yeah. out. All right, at number nine, and the reason Sisu was on my honorable mention is because at number nine I got John Wick four. Okay. Because I, you know, it to me was better than Sisu, but Sisu is still great. Sisu is still excellent, but we have more lore with John Wick. Yeah. We have more of a story. We're more, you know, um, indebted to this story. You know what I mean? There's just something, um, we've been on this journey with John Wick, so once we kind of close the chapter on his saga, 
it was it was something special. But it was tough, you know, at the same time. At number eight, and I am very excited to say this one on the podcast, Saltburn. Oh, God. I just watched this film. Saltburn, ladies and gentlemen, fantastic. I'll never look at a tub the same way. Ne- I'll never look at a grave the same way. Oh, God. Yeah. Let me tell you, Eddie got me on this director because her directorial debut was in his top ten. Yeah. Uh, when this movie came Promising out. Promising Young Woman. Promising Young Woman. This movie is better to me, and I love Promising Young Woman. I still go with Promising just because you can stand, like, awkward, cringy stuff a little more than I can. And this one, like, Saltburn, yeah. I'm watching, I'm just like, oh, yeah. God, like, the whole time. But, dude, that ending Oh, the was ending? The best. Oh, my Ooh, God. Oh, baby. That ending was chef's kiss. And the way they made... Barry uh, Keegan. Ke- Keegan looked different at yep. the end when he was like all dressed up. I was like, dude, his face looks different. His yep. like he's he looked more handsome to yep. me. He looked a lot more handsome. Um, but his performance was fantastic. And dude, Jacob Lordy was perfect. Yeah, Jacob Lordy is he fits that affluent yes kind of party star and and the popular guy. But yeah. what I liked about it was he was lovable. Yeah, he also was like. He was a popular guy that had a heart, mm-hmm. and you were rooting for him. Um, but I liked Saltburn because it was shock factor after shock factor, yeah. and it was an original story, and it had my jaw on the floor the whole time. It mm-hmm. was fantastic. At number seven, and I, I hate to put it this low, Guardians of the Galaxy 3. Ooh. Where'd you have it, Jeff? I have mine at six. I have mine at seven. Nice. Guardians of the Galaxy 3 could be the best of the trilogy, or it could be one. one but either way, it was a, it was a perfect film. You're right. The, the music in this was excellent. I've been waiting on... Exactly, man. And Rocket... Finally getting Dude. Rocket's backstory. Oh my god! Getting that kind of emotion from a cartoon, essentially, when you yeah. think like a CGI, it's very akin to a cartoon. Yeah. Top notch. And I will say this: I don't care what anyone says. I do not care what anyone says. Best villain. Let Dude. me tell you, Ronan was underpowered, yes. and he was kind of comical. This villain you hated because of what he did to Rocket. Yeah. And he was irredeemable. Yeah. And he, to me, was the best villain of the Guardians trilogy. The only thing I didn't like about the villain is that he looked kind of goofy a little bit. He did look goofy. But his actions were just... They explain that, though. Are you talking about, like, his physical appearance or, like, the way he, like, emoted and stuff? Because the just... physical experience they explain. Yeah. No, that, no, I know they explain it, but just, like, the, the original design of the character looks kind of goofy to me. I mean, I yeah. get that. Yeah, that's fair. Looks like someone off of Power Rangers. Yeah, a little bit. Fair. Yeah. But yeah. That's, that's the that's like a small but he was little screaming. nitpick. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I know, you know, we're we're I think Guardians will be in all of ours, so I won't I won't linger on that one too long. Number six. When I tell y'all, this pained me to not be in my top five. Pained me. Okay, because at one point this was number one for me. At one point this was number one. Talk to me. Oh, that is surprising. Yeah. That that's out of your top five. Yeah. Because let me tell y'all, my boy is a 
I think the kids say Stan when you like love something. Yeah. My boys have talked to me, Stan. Yeah. Talk to me. Have you seen Talk to Me? Oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. Look at that one on Rotten Tomatoes. That movie was fantastic. And let me tell you, I can't wait for the sequel. I yeah. can't wait for the sequel. I, I think it'll be interesting to go back in that world. That movie, oh, the I... ending. Yes. I was on a gummy that night. The, I was on a ride, the ride of my life. So I haven't seen it sober, but from what I remember, <laughs> that movie was He was excellent. on a legal gummy. Yeah, yeah. He's a adult. That movie talked to me, if you know what yeah, I mean. You know? All right. Just entering my top five, and y'all will under you. So we're in the top five. Eddie will definitely understand why "Talk to Me" had to slip out, because at number five was Hell House Carmichael Man. Oh baby! And let me tell you, I had to put it above "Talk to Me" because that movie scared me. Genuinely, it's the best horror movie. It it is, and it's not even close. It's not even close. That movie scared me, and "Talk to Me." surprised me with a big budget theater like you know appearance i was like in great acting i was like this movie's number one of the year but then i saw carmichael manor and i said yeah no this is how you do a and horror it's movie the third movie in the franchise fifth fifth, fifth movie dude and the fact yeah. that this is the fifth yes and let me tell you right look up carmichael i'm surprised you guys haven't mentioned it before but this is the first time i've heard of this franchise yeah dude. really yeah it's and, a good franchise oh, dude let franchise me tell you, solid this one it is so creepy, but it's so minimalist. Let me tell you, that movie is terrifying. Jeff, yeah, you will have trouble sleeping. I probably sleeping. won't watch it then. Dude, Dude. <laughs> I had trouble sleeping. And I will say, because I know for some reason this has become like a major phobia. Yeah. If you have a phobia of clowns, yeah. do not ever remove this title from yeah. your name because you will never sleep yeah. again. Yeah. This movie, Jeff. I would, if Eddie would be down, I would watch this movie tonight, all three of us oh in that God. movie with you. That, I don't know if I can handle that. That movie is scary. Dude, bro. I'm not afraid of clowns, but that, back, back a little while ago when clowns were being like freaky out people. Yeah. When you see a clown standing in the middle of like near a forest on oh, a road, buddy. that's yeah. freaky. I'm scared. Oh, yeah. You know what's scarier than that? I have that? a phobia of clowns, though. When you see shadows of someone walking in a room and you hear them walking. And you walk into a room, and not only is no one in there, but there's two clown statues. Yeah, just standing there, and they look real. Dude, black eyes. For the horror fans listening, if you're looking for a horror movie that will scare the hell out of you, please watch Hell House. Hell House House LLC Origins Origins. Carmichael Manor. Oh my god, it's on Shudder. Yeah. Um, At number four, I again and and again, guys. I want to say this: all my top five. I'm sad all of them can be number one. There's one in particular that you haven't mentioned yet that I'm interested to see where because I know it's going to be in there. At number four, I have Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. Heck yeah! I Jeff had it high. I'm going to have it high. This movie was perfect, just like Jeff said. In in an era of multiverse movies. They're not getting the job done the way we want them to, but the Spider-Man movies, hey. even the the live action one, has been able to do it right. Well, and like we say, like with DC, the DC animated deliver where yeah. the films can't. Yeah, this delivers on multiverse what all these live actions aren't. Exactly. Across the Spider Verse, I'm still debating if it's better than Into the Spider Verse, so but tough. it's it's the one movie I'll have to 
write a thesis on to yeah. figure out which one's better, you know? It's story versus just magnitude. Yeah. At number three, and I don't even think this was on Jeff's list. It wasn't, which is why that was one I missed. I did see yeah. it, yeah, but I missed it. I'm, I missed it. And this, I would I would add it to my list. Yeah. Because I was thinking, I was like, oh, man, I think Jeff missed this one. At number three, in my top three, Oppenheimer. That movie was Christopher Nolan at some of his best. I mean, you tell a history, true story, so compelling, and you give us a bomb Yeah, that is not CG, you blow up a real bomb. I think it was CG. No, it wasn't. Dude, I don't know. I've been reading some reports that it's false, but I don't know. I will say this, though. Whether it was a real explosion, nah, it, was, it was real. It was real. Or whether it was CG, it's one of those things where you would almost be okay going out like that because mm-hmm. it was so beautiful. I will say this: if anything was CG, what would happen is Christopher Nolan would do the real explosion and he would CG like magnify it. Yeah. But there was a real explosion that took place because they they had a whole. I read the whole article about how they have like a. A, you know, area that they could not enter. Yeah, I've I've read that he. Yeah, he, it was a real. Bomb. He made it a, a real bomb. Yeah, I just and, don't think it was that big. And it might not have been. Maybe not, but like that might have been the like they had to like like make it like secret like what they did to create the explosion. I will say though, Christopher Nolan has a hatred of CG, he so does. it could very well all be real. Which would make the movie even better. Yeah. You know what I mean? But, um... Oh, man. Number two. Number two, ladies and gentlemen. This one pains me. But at number two, I have Dungeons and Dragons. Okay. I was waiting on that one. Yeah. Dungeons and Dragons. This movie, to me, I thought was a lock. And I will tell you this. Any other year... This movie would have been a lot. Because you're a D&D man. I am a D&D man, and this was the perfect D&D movie. It was perfect. And there's talk that we are getting a sequel. Which we need. Which we need for We this. do. Another campaign? Yes, yeah. This movie was perfect, and the reason I thought it was going to be number one is because I've seen this movie five times this year. It is... It brings a tear to my eye how much I love this movie. I've seen it three. Yeah. <laughs> But at number one, there's no question, even Dungeons and Dragons got dethroned. Godzilla minus one. Perfect film. Perfect film. The, guys, perfect film. The score, the acting, Dude, the, the story. Score. Oh my god. Oh, I want a vinyl of the score. Yes. Yes. Whenever Godzilla show, like you, dun, dun, you, dun, if, you dun, dun, if you're a fan dun, of Godzilla dun, dun, movies, dun, 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 dun. you've heard the score before. Dun, but not dun, like this. But dun, when dun. on this movie, when he shows up, when that motif or score theme happens, it's like, whew. yeah, yeah, yeah. and you're just, you're just and it gets whimsical, almost like yes. Jaws at yes. points, like Trey's like, dun, 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 yeah. dun, 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 yes, dun. exactly. And here's the thing. You cannot tell me that was CG. 
That Godzilla yeah. looked practical effects. And he, he looked mean. He, he looked, looked like a monster. This Godzilla scared me. Yeah. And when he was in the water and you see yeah. his head coming after this big yeah. old head. Coming that, after that boat. Bro. Jeez. I I don't know how they had the the brave the braveness to, to do what they did. But let me tell y'all. Score. Godzilla. The story. The dialogue. Mm-hmm. The actors, the mm-hmm. team, the the romance yeah. a little bit. Like, yeah. everything about this movie was perfect. It got a 98% critics and audience on Rotten Tomatoes. It's up for an Oscar. This movie was perfect. It was perfect. Best Godzilla movie we've ever had. I stand by that. Best Godzilla movie. Even beats 2014 for me, which... I hold that. In I high. would. I would stand by that. I in a high regard. As someone who owns every single Godzilla movie ever yeah. made, I would put it at least top ten, if not higher. Oh, at, le- at least top ten, bro. This, this, this is at least top three, and easily I don't know number if I can one. Go there. Nah, this is number one nah, of all man. time. Godzilla vs. Mechagodzilla. Nah, dude. Sheesh, nah. boy. Nah, I boy. Two thousand, like Godzilla no. vs. Mechagodzilla, two thousand. No. Okay, I didn't the OG, know the OG Bay with King Cesar. Yeah, but still, you you just it's comparing apples and oranges. Yeah, that is true. You know, this is guys in rubber suits. Yeah, versus, exactly. You know, so that is my that is my top thirteen. Very nice list, right? Thank you, Jeff. I appreciate it. All right, boys, are we ready? We're ready. Number thirteen, Dungeons and Dragons: Honor Amongst Thieves. And now we're really getting to the list. That was the joke. As someone who's never participated in D&D, I loved it. It's just so much fun, so much adventure. What? It's in the top third. Eddie, you're making Trey cry right now. How could you? It's too low, Eddie. 287 films. It's too low. And it's in the top 13. I'm sorry, Brooks. I'm sorry, okay? You betrayed us all. Oh, if you think that's bad. Number 12... Across the Spider-Verse. That's really low. I think it's an insane accomplishment. But for me, I feel as incredible as it is, it was setting up for the third movie, which I think could be the best of the three. Oh, for sure. It and be. I think the third movie, based on this and Into the Spider-Verse, I think the Spider-Verse trilogy will be right up there with like Planet of the Apes, Toy yeah. Story, as like what we talk about when we say the best trilogies ever made. Right. At number eleven, it's a wonderful knife. Okay. I love this film. It's just a fun slasher with some heart. Like I love It's a Wonderful Life. I think they did a great job. Justin Long is hilarious as the evil mayor. I'm, I'm okay with and this because I want to see this. And movie. there was a character Bernie that I thought was really good. It's just a good movie. And something like uh, we talk about with Lethal Weapon. That scene where he has the gun in his mouth. They do something not quite as, like, you know, horrific to see. Like, Mm -hmm. I mean, you see a man just flowing tears, loaded gun, and his finger on trigger. Like, that's pretty tough to see. They do something similar, but, like, like I said, toned down, touching on that subject. And just showing like how hard for some people holidays can be. Mm-hmm. At number ten, Hell House LLC Origins. Okay. okay. Well, the Carmichael Manor. I'm I'm happy. I'm happy. 
I think this is one of the creepiest and most competent horror yeah. films I've ever seen. Incredibly done with very little. Scariest, best horror film this year. And it's not even close. At number nine, and this one surprised me. I went into this with low expectations. Okay. And I was elated when I left the theater. Okay. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Mutant Mayhem. Ah, okay, yeah, yeah. I'm a I heard that was great. Huge turtle fan. Mm-hmm. And this movie, it has so much love in it. Mm-hmm. But it's the turtles for next generation. Yeah. This isn't my Ninja Turtles. Right. And I'm fine with that because what they made is such a great product. Dun, 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 dun. I mean, it's appropriate that you're doing that score. Nah, nah. At nah. number eight, nah. Godzilla minus one. <laughs> All right, bye, Trey. <laughs> this is what we want from a Godzilla movie. Godzilla is But not mean. from a list. But not from a list. This Godzilla is, what... is mean. He is a monster. There's some laughs. Like, I love the scene where the captain's like, we were supposed to stay here and we're going to do that. And then Godzilla just wrecks the ship next to him. He's like, like I said, we're leaving right now. We're going. Just such a good movie. And, I mean, you know, 8 is still great. Eddie, Trey is crying right now. That's fine. I can't think of 7 better movies. Well, I can't, I can't think of How about we get to number 7? <laughs> this isn't going to help my case with Trey. <laughs> number 7 is The Iron Claw. Now... I have to say, unlike these guys, I am a wrestling man, so I have been, you know, looking forward to that this. That movie does look really good, though. Well, here's what I like, is you take one of the most tragic family stories in the history of the world, like, just very tragic story, what happened to all these, you know, brothers, six brothers, all, five of them all gone, you know, in their by their 20s at the latest. But he took that and he didn't focus on the tragedy. He focused on family, which I really like. Um, you know, Jeremy Allen White, who's in The Bear, he mm -hmm. plays Carrie. He did phenomenal. And I love Harris Dickinson. Y'all seen him in a bunch of stuff. He played David. Very good. Number six, The Creator. I, <laughs> I walked out of this movie and I said, this is what we want from sci-fi. This is what sci-fi is you craft an out of this world story that was top notch that'll probably be in my list next year all right number five is the whale just such passion went into these performances brendan fraser of course is phenomenal but for me i think what's really underappreciated is hong chow hong chow she got nominated for her performance and she's like the only person in this world that actually cares about him. And you see how, you know, tough it is for her. <coughs> Does that jive with you, Mr. Godzilla Man? All right, number four oh, Jeff. is... Hold back the tears. Number four is Oppenheimer. Okay. Y'all know I'm not a Nolan man. Okay, a, little, a little bit of uh, dignity there. I'm not a Nolanite. <laughs> but I think this is the most well-made film this year, bar none. I think there's not a single film made. Solid. If you talk about execution-wise, there's not a single film made this year that was better than Oppenheimer. Solid. I would agree. I just no one's movies. I've had. He's had some. I think some trouble with the sound mixing. Yeah. I feel like it, it's it's hard to understand what some of his it, characters are saying sometimes. It started with Interstellar. Yeah. Yeah. It started with Interstellar, and 
it amped up with Tenet. Yeah. But but Nolan's storytelling still one of the best. Yeah, still one of the best. All right, number three. Godzilla is, minus one. We already discussed it. it was, you were playing with us. Number three is Wonka. Now, before, <laughs> before Trey goes off derailing the segment, let me just say, if you've seen the Paddington movies, because it's the same director, there's just... It's all right. Man. There's this childhood you, joy that you get when you watch these movies because they're so pleasant. They're such just beautiful films. There's so much heart. And I loved Wonka. Timothy Chalamet will never get anyone as good as Gene Wilder. But Timothy Chalamet has a different performance, and the man just never misses. No matter what he does, he always knocks <clears throat> it out of the park. It does look like a... Like, I'll probably look it does look good. It does look good. It looks like a very family-friendly... Yeah. Well, like I said, movie. if you've seen the Paddington movies, same right. director. They're all very family... Same yeah. charm. Yeah. And the Paddington movies are generally regarded as like some of the best movies. Yeah, And ever. I would put this right up there with them. Yeah. Number two... And this is a very personal one for me, is the Jesus Revolution. Okay, well I know what number one is. I think this movie no. is such <coughs> a beautiful movie. And, you know, it's led by Kelsey Grammer, who does a great performance. Dude, I will say, that scene on TikTok, you know, TikTok always does yeah. clippets of movie scenes. And the scene where Kelsey Grammer is almost like crying. Oh, he does cry. Dude, it, it will break you. Yeah. That and scene was just, beautiful. You know, whether you have faith or not, if you have faith, I think you need to see this because mm. it's a wonderful film. If Even if you don't have faith, I still say check it out because it is such a great story. And yeah. it's based on a true story. Yeah. Like all these people, real people. I, I, di I did read that. And my number one film. Godzilla. That's right. Follow me to the cinema because it's the Pope's Exorcist. I mean, <laughs> it does not get better than seeing that was good. A big old fat Russell Crowe on a good, moped. Is it number one? Riding through. I mean, that should be number one every year. Just. Seeing him dressed in his little exorcist outfit, riding a moped. No, I know what your number one is. And but I can actually, accept it. Number one is Guardians of the Galaxy 3. Here's why. Like, I can accept it. As we've discussed, Marvel, we've had some tiffs with Marvel yeah. lately. Like, I thought Quantumania, not great film. Right. You know, Marvel's, I thought, was a fun film, though. Right. Secret Wars, I think, should have got the Batgirl treatment, and we just never heard of it again. Yeah. We probably won't. But <laughs> right. with Guardians 3, like, I would put this up there almost, you know, not quite an game, not quite a No Way Home, but almost there because this is the curtain call for the Guardians. James Gunn, he did the trilogy. This was his passion project. This was his life that he put into these movies. And we don't know what the future holds of these characters with him going to DC. Yeah. And this was his love letter to not only these characters, but the Marvel Universe. Yeah. His past projects, having all these other people right. that he's worked with in there. And I just, I've watched it five times this year, and it's just, it makes my heart so full. Yeah. Dude, Guardians was solid. 
It was, and it was on on all of our top, th- you know, top ten, top ten. Yeah, we had a lot yeah. of you know crossovers. Yeah, and yeah. with Oppenheimer, I forgot that on my list that moves Guardians to seven because yeah. I'm putting Oppenheimer five. Okay, nice. it's solid, nice. dude. Yeah, which Oppenheimer would be in all of our top fives, right? Yeah. So, which I'm very happy about, and then Godzilla minus ones and all of our top number ones, right? Yeah, sure. Right. If you uh, add seven to mine. Wonka, Wonka is number thirteen. Dungeons whoa, and Dragons whoa. is up there. Yeah. Hey, don't <laughs> knock Wonka till you see it. No, I know. I've actually heard good things about Wonka. I won't knock. The it, guys, Garnet is probably one of the good send off for that franchise. I'm, yeah, I'm what? sad that Gunn is leaving because he's done those characters justice. He did. What a year we have had. Yeah. We told y'all the best shows. We told y'all the worst movies. We told you the best movies. The best one movie. And the year is over, and so is this episode. We know it's a long boy, but if you stuck around, we appreciate you. And if you want to tell us what your best of the year, worst of the year, all that kind of stuff is, there's so many ways you can do it, but the best ways, hit us up on TikTok and Instagram, or best way, hit us up on Twitter, X, whatever you want to call it, at Film underscore toast. I'll call it X. And from Jerfy, Trey, and myself, we just wish you a good night and good viewing.